Honk. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time Honk. for the main event. Welcome everybody to Honk If You Love Wrestling Podcast. Introducing first from wherever, weighing whatever, freshly squeezed. T-B-C. Welcome to the Honk If You Love Wrestling Podcast. This week, TBZ and myself, Mr. Rizzo, have our special guest, Maddie Kay, joining us to discuss the subjective art form of professional wrestling when we talk about streaks ending, ladders breaking, and exploding sneakers. Let's start the show. The Honk If You Love Wrestling Oops All Pay-Per-Views edition with our special guest, Maddie Kay. Now, uh, Maddie Kay here, he's a, he's a buddy of ours, and uh, I, I started watching wrestling because of him. So, um, you know, he's my rotten soldier, he's my sweet cheese, my good time boy, Maddie Kay. Welcome to the show, mm. sir. Oh. oh, thank you, thank you, I thank you we were going to get an O. Oh, I've been told this in the pre-show we would get an O. <laughs> I didn't get a Maddie Kay. Again, welcome to the show, Maddie Kay. Oh, there we go. There we go. Got it. Bring it home. Uh, thank you, boys. Thank you, boys. Thank you for having me on. Uh, I, I'm very honored to be on the show. Long time, long time honky or long time honker. I guess first time honky now. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited. Um, I will say first, I want to say great job on that opening. Uh, one of my favorite podcast openings, I think, that I've, I've ever heard. So it's just a little a little round of applause, but uh, I'm sad that I'm not a part of it. So I feel like I need, I feel like I need an introduction like that. So so do you, do you mind? Can I have the floor for a minute? The floor is yours, sir. Um, Let's go. All right. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, Honk, if you love wrestling, proudly brings to you the special... Guest of the week, Maddie K. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And we'll uh, we'll stretch that out in post. That'll yes. go on for two minutes. He'll add uh, the dapper yap to it. Dapper yapper. There we go. It long. <laughs> it's great. Great intro, sir. Welcome to the show. This is going to be fun. I can't wait. But yes, we're probably going to have to jump right into the wrestling because there's so much of the big, beautiful wrestling that I talked about in that weekend that we call, uh, we had Night of Champions, we had Double or Nothing, we had Battleground. There was even an, an impact under siege that we're not going to even mention. That's as much as I'm going to talk about it. But we're going to start the show with Afternoon of Winners, correct, TBZ? That's right, because it happens in the afternoon, even though it's Night of Champions, like when AEW is at night. <laughs> but yes, Afternoon of Winners, a.k.a. Night of Champions, on Saturday, 1 p.m. What uh, what do we got here? We got this... So, uh, Mr. Rizzo, thoughts? Your initial thoughts of this pay-per-view? Uh, well, because it was on 1 o'clock on the Memorial Weekend, I wasn't able to watch it exactly live, but when I was able to see some of it, I was, I was excited, sort of. Um, 
at least for the start match, like the, the first match on the card. Sure. Uh, that I'm going to jump right to with the with AJ Styles and Seth freaking Rollins. Like, um, right. I don't know. I was kind of on the fence with this match, and I don't want to take away from actually how good I think the match was for the, the story of where we are afterwards. So I'm going to throw it to you guys and say, what did you think about this first match on the, the night of the champions? Can I, can I say first, did you guys realize that Rollins and Styles combined had been had gone nine years without having a top title in WWE? No. It, it is, that is robbery. It but, is robbery. But that does track. Like it, My lead up to this was that Seth has had a bad luck. You know, he's just had a string of bad luck, just not win. He just not holding any championships. He's just milling around, doing random shit, I, dealing his, with bros, and his bad luck. His bad luck to me is actually been one of my favorite things about him recently. Is all the trash talk about Roman? Roman has been his bad luck, right? So he he didn't lose to Roman. He's the only one that's beaten him, even though it, you know wasn't by pin or anything. Um, and instead of just knowing that you're doing this, this, this whole story with Roman and then you're going to commit to it. What else are you going to do with Seth? So Seth has kind of, in my opinion, though, had some of like the cooler matches and been involved in some of the really neat storylines to keep him because he can do it without a belt, right? Like he can go against Cody. He can have the, the Logan, especially the first match against Cody. Like that part's huge. The Logan Paul matches, like you're putting him in special places to have special matches. Yeah. I'm not saying that, uh, you know, that, that he's not been interesting. Uh, it's just that he's, you know, he's just, he's not going for any belts. You know, you can only come up with so many stories and it's just, what are you just going to keep throwing stories at him? I just, at some point he's either got a, this luck's got to turn around. And I just, he, I, th- I felt he was due. And, uh, I don't think AJ's held a belt since that feud with Nakamura question mark. Yeah. I think that's the last time he was champion also. Oh, yeah. That was at least what, uh, two, 17, 18. So we're almost um, five years there. Uh, Rizzo, you know, Mr. Rizzo, Mr. Rizzo. I do not recall, but I do know that he was coming back from injury. That's why we hadn't seen him for a while. And then that is the bad luck that you're talking about, but that is why we haven't really seen him in the storyline or anything before the draft or that. Like, so it's just been kind of, where has he been? What's yep. going on? What's next? So this it's is the first time really it's been that him. long for both of them. Well, if I want to jump into the reason where I'm at the match is because I've just it was just so sloppy of where this belt is at between these two guys. And if they would have told a little bit different story with where it's at, I think I would have been into it. And again, I don't want to take away from the, the three honker I think this match was, but like it really didn't wow me until I thought who the winner was going to be. And I don't want to get to that yet, but where are we? Well, it's too late. I got to it. AJ Styles was not the winner, and that's what I'm talking about. If he would have won, expected. or if they would have told us the fact, like they didn't, and then they did, that if the person wins, they go to Raw. If they would have said that going in, I would have thought AJ would have taken his posse and moved over to, to Raw and done something cool because he can. But, yeah. But, again, the match was great. The match was awesome. But... I knew the story going in. You, you. I think TBZ kind of said that. Maddie K. The the thing, right? I think it was pretty. It, it was predictable. It was right. You were saying it was. It was about time. Rollins has been so good, and he's. I think even when they started talking about like this belt being the workhorse champion belt and like going to go and defend it, you've heard Rollins re- talked about as being the workhorse of WWE for 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 a while. So um, 
he's also what he was uh, Triple H's first NXT champion, right? Yeah. So you know Triple H loves him. You know that these two have a good relationship, and and he never disappoints. I mean, he's done he's done so many things. This is the guy. This is the guy who can walk out like he just came out of Becky Lynch's wardrobe, like the cheetah print, the 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 cheetah dick outline print, especially, and the the rhinestones. This I love him. I love I him so much in everything he's doing. For some reason, I wrote like the one guy from Tekken tag, and I didn't look it up to see if it's like. Uh, I think it's King. I don't know if that's the the attire that he wore in Tekken tag, and that's why I did. Uh, I just wrote it down. I never looked it up, so maybe I'll get lucky. But yeah, yeah that's what I thought with this crazy outfit that you said, Maddie K. That was fun. It was awesome. This dude, that the the red boots, the just everything that he comes out with. Uh, it's been it's been awesome. He just he can do so much, just trying to be like funny and awesome, and the music and the crowd, and it doesn't it doesn't matter. He does everything he touches is gold. He it doesn't matter. And that's, I believe, as Mister Rizzo said, he's fashion forward. <laughs> he, he is. And we could we could all learn something from him. I think. <laughs> yeah, his costume was ridiculous. Um, but the ridiculousness aside, this match was hot though. Uh, you know, you get two superstars of this caliber and my God, they'll blow the roof off. And I think I just overheard Mr. Rizzo said he gave this match three honks and good Lord. Is it finally, there's a match that I gave more honks than Mr. Rizzo. I made this a four honker, my friend. This was, I was like, this is how you start a pay-per-view boys. Whew. I guess. Well, uh, well, no, no, no. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah, I gave it four honks though. So I was at three. I, I did. I did give this one. I did this. Give this one three. Um, I thought. I thought start to finish. I'm gonna say. I'm actually gonna come right out of the gate and say best match of the weekend. I thought this was start to finish the best wrestling match with story that was in there. And uh, uh, I mean, they, they just they sold out for me. So um, yeah, three honks for me. That's cool. That's cool. Well, oh, that's <laughs> that's weird. That's telling a lot, though. If it was your best match of the weekend and it only had three honks, I was going to ask us later, and maybe we won't match, do this because you're already wrestling match. I'll say wrestling. Ooh, match. Okay, okay, okay. What does what that I was mean? Get to is that I thought we might rank our best three matches of the night later, of the weekend later. But you already told us what your number one is, so maybe not do that, and we'll just. We'll see. What well, I mean, what's yours, Mister Rizzo? Now I want to know. I think we're going to do the segment later. Well, listen, my I honks. I'll my set first the honk. I liked uh, when AJ Styles did a moonsault off the second rope into a DDT, planting Seth. That was first honk. Second honk was a a segment where it was like counter on counters. Uh, so AJ he went for a power bomb, but Seth counters into a pedigree, and then AJ counters Seth with a step up in Seguri. Uh, a, another segment was AJ tries an avalanche uh, styles clash, but Seth, uh, Seth counters with a hurricane Rana that throws him off the turnbuckle. Hmm. Um, so those like that, like combo was like my second honk there. Uh, my third honk was when AJ did the pedigree. Uh, I'm always a sucker for when they uh, they pull the finisher off on the other person. Can I, can I, I just want to say one part piece in that real quick. Sure. The uh, I love that Triple H was ringside and that that pedigree was also followed by a Rollins pedigree was like, look, Triple H, I can win your belt. Who do I do your move? Oh, I can do your move even better. Watch me do it for you, daddy. Dance for me, puppet. You're a monkey, Derek. You're a monkey. Dance, monkey. Who can do my move better? That's who wins my belt. Dance, Derek. Dance. 
I mean, I'm like, I'm glad that you mentioned that because this does feel like a hunter's match because my fourth honk is a segment at the end of the match where Seth tries with an injured knee to get his stomp off. Now I say this is a segment because he tries at least three times in this segment to get the stomp. And I was just like, man, where have I heard this before? And I feel like I, I heard Mr. Rizzo talk about NXT where it's just like, it's just finisher after finisher after finisher. And I was like, yeah, Seth did do his stomp at least three times in this match and tried at least four before that. Uh, but yeah, so he, uh, I, I liked it because the, they, they did feign the, uh, the second stomp that he went for, like the his, hand his, stomp. Well, that one, first of all, that's a that's a uh, who gets my finger a flutter. Oh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah. When he when he stomped his uh, his hand, I think that was a didn't get all of it situation, and not that it was tactically going for it because it didn't get played up at all any at any other part in that match. It went straight to injured knee. So uh, that's what really, I liked about it. I actually liked him working the knee. Yes. No, the knee part was great. And uh, I, I, like I said, I like the stomp where he goes for that and then his knee gives out and he's literally just huddled over AJ. He's like, I can't do this. But yeah, so that was my fourth honk, which was the that segment, which ended the match. for uh, You had AJ's most time. of mine. The one extra I had, and I think you're kind of talking about a little bit with the stomps. Mm-hmm. If you get a chance to go back to watch it, the, the stomp that wins it, that goes into the pin... AJ sold the. I don't know if I've ever seen somebody's face go harder into the mat on that. He it was perfect, and so that, that immediately got a honk for me. <laughs> um. Anyway, uh, I did like the neck breaker on the hardest part of the ring. Oof. So, but yes. Oh, that sc- that scared me for a second. <laughs> but but ooh. That, that, that got me off the couch for a minute. I was kind of like, yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh man. <laughs> My, right. my, my funny thing, my my note from that uh, from that section was, oh look, Seth also has gold fingernails because yes. they zoomed in on him with like holding himself, and I was like, oh, there's another thing to add to that that yeah. little uh, outfit nice. is. <laughs> forward, like you said, right. outlandish, but what a great way to start an, a weekend of wrestling. With yeah, this match. four yeah. hawks. Go watch this match. Top match of the weekend. Like I said, I the thought it was a great match because That's I knew a bold that. Claim, and I'm going to refute that later on. Well, Sir, this was the third main event. How dare you even? It was one of three. First of oh all, my God. thank you very much. It's the first <laughs> main event. Yeah, not the first just to let you guys know. Main event. When we get to it, that match was not in my top three. Wow. All right. Screw right. you, World Heavyweight Championship. You and AJ Styles should both get on Twitter and start talking about how this belt is bullshit. Listen, I will and say you the, will. I will say the reason, the only reason though I didn't give it four stars was because as good of a match as it was, the what? Of, I, it, the only reason I didn't give it four stars. What? Stars. Of, oh my gosh, four honks! Wow, <laughs> new guy here. Get Don't mind me. I'm gonna love it. Wow. Uh, <laughs> only. The only reason that I didn't give this four honks was because I just there was nothing super memorable about this for me. So like, well, even though everything I just talked about once, like in three months when we go to talk about this match again, I'll be like, yeah, Rollins won and he wore the cheetah print. That's probably what I'll remember. And I just I wanted yeah, that's the quintessential moment. Seth Rollins experience. Did you guys? I mean, did you guys have a moment out of it, Rizzo? Did you have a moment out of it? Yeah. Well, this is where I want to go and say I had four moments, sir. <laughs> <laughs> But like what I was hoping for, and this is what I think a lot of us who were really into this, you know, this sport really kind of succumb to is that we maybe have a story in our head that if that doesn't happen, everything else is just not going to be as good. And the real hope I had 
was that AJ was going to win and shock us, and that's the start of the story. Because that means Seth can't be the character he is. He has to find himself, he has to change, and he has to go after one of the two belts that he doesn't have. So if AJ would have pinned Seth, it is instantly the finish, regardless of what it would, would have been the honk that would have made it the four, and I would have been like, holy shit, where are we going with this? That's true. I would have given it three honks. Like, you son of a fucking bitch. Seth Rollins (laughs) needs that bounce. Well, like, he would have gone out. Let me point. No. Because I had that in my head and it didn't happen, I was like, eh. (laughs) And I don't know if I should do that. I can't can't do that. I can't. You did remind me. The other reason I didn't give it the fourth honk was because Seth did not do the belt spin. That's all. I've been waiting for the belt spin for how many years? Disappointed. F- finger wag. That's my finger wag of this. Um, I do see what Matty Kay is trying to say about this match, and I, I can, I can, I, I understand your your viewpoint, sir. But it's not the greatest wrestling match ever. No. <laughs> fair, fair, fair. Okay. Okay. Lot to talk about. We're gonna have to keep it moving. Keep it moving. The next Fresh match, Becky. Hard. Don't worry. This one's a shit show now. <laughs> I got to say that as much as the the crowd was there for the first match, the crowd wasn't here for the second match. No, it was like, not. It's full, and the, the crowd was just not there. I mean, I actually still gave it two honks with one with the hair spot and then Zoe Stark showing up. But That was my one honk. Just that Zoe was, that was really it. And then, well, then I should take the honk away for making a, uh, Becky bleed. But um, I don't know. It made her look like that nasty, oh, Becky, I'm going to come after you very soon, Becky. So I don't know. But yeah, it was just the crowd wasn't here for it, and that for some reason took a little bit out of it. But that's just me. I thought I thought the blood worked though with the Kill Bill outfit, like that. Yeah. Uh, listen, I'm gonna talk about outfits this, there today because I thought some of them were great. Uh, Trish's thank you, Trish, made me laugh so hard. That yeah. was I thought that was great. I gave this I like one, I gave this one a honk, one honk, and it was uh, solely because. I th- I would argue that Trish Trish's in ring storytelling as a heel is right up there with Roman Reigns. The facial expressions that they give, the little things that they do to make you hate them in the middle of a match to tell the story. Trish is still listen. Some of the matches or some of the moves she did, uh, she should not try to do any flips. No, nope. like she's gonna hurt herself. That nope. no- nothing she did that was super athletic looked good. Did you so, see your face on Raw? I mean, <laughs> come on. Yes, she. Right? So, so listen. So know your limits, but do the the in ring facial expression storytelling. Being a heel, she is still. I think she's almost the best in the business, woman wise, when it comes to that. I'll say I was a little disappointed because the promos got me hyped for this match, and then this match happened. And it's lucky that Zoe was there because it gets one honk for Zoe coming in and interfering solely on the part where I was like, yeah, that is how Trish would beat Becky. Not in a one in one match because Becky will outclass her. So she hired Zoe Starks, which is a good way to kind of give her a bump. But if if I'm going to zoom ahead to Raw again, like I just did, Zoe didn't look good on Raw. She looked like she was lost and didn't know what to do and go, what do I do now? Oh, you want me to go fight her? Okay, I'll do that. It's like, don't be taking direction so obviously. Listen, listen, Dom was like that, and he had mom. And everybody hates show. him. Is that the kind of heat you're looking for, Zoe? Because I don't think so. I think that is. That's what, that you're on a heel side, so this Trish is her mommy. 
That's that's all we're looking at here, and I'm I'm all for it. Give me Trish's always mommy all day, please. In, in pending memes, do a palette swap on that. <laughs> oh god, yeah, no, that was that's all I had on that one. Uh, yeah, I, I gotta say, I'm kind of disappointed in Becky right now. Uh, Becky doesn't feel like she can pick a fucking persona. She is she is big time the man. I don't know. You know, I, I get she dropped, oh, welcome to the big time in the promo, which was like, okay, cool. You're like, oh, hinting at my previous persona. But then in this match, she comes out to that big fucking CGI thing that says big time. And I'm like, but it the screen says the man. I'm, what? Huh? Like, God damn it. Because then, I'd, oh, was it on uh, the Raw leading up to this match, too? She was wearing those fucking ridiculous glasses that were like hands. And she was looking through the hands. I was like, that's a big time move. What are you doing? Like, well, her, her and Seth just keep walking into each other's closets and coming out with each other's stuff. That's... <laughs> Can I, I was like, I want to read my notes. Mr. Rizzo, take it away. I'll, I'll interrupt when I find him. I was just going to say that I think the match literally suffered for the crowd. Like, I think this would have gone a little bit better anywhere in the U.S., because Becky is just a different, like, she's able to do all these matches with any nothing to do with the belt. She can carry this. She can help carry Trish. This was a decent match. I was just like, cool. But the crowd wasn't into it. So it just didn't feel as, like, excited or as top as, like, or as elevated as it should be. But, you know, it was cool. We'll see what comes there's next. One, there's one botch on this, on Becky specifically, which was a Boston Crab during this. I was like... I mean, maybe it's Trish not selling it, which then goes against what Maddie K over here is saying about being the best in the biz, because good Lord, it was such a terrible Boston Crab. Do you know what I mean, Mr. Rezzo? Do you know the move that I'm referring to? I saw, I didn't notice it as bad. I just, Uh, eh. I'll find the clip and send it or post it. I'll post it it on at Wrestling Crab. I'll be like, this is the wrestling Mr. Rizzo likes. Check out this Boston Crab and post. I should be able to point out things from Boston that are bad after watching the this Celtics. Boston crab is terrible. All right, I'm going to tell you right now Here's that was not, that was not the worst Boston crab of the weekend. Not of the weekend, but it was ba- it, it it gave it a run for its money. I'll I'll say yeah. that much. All right. Well, anyway, this match, yeah, I gave it one honk, and like I said, it was for Zoe. Moving right. on, we'll see what happens with them next because Zoe Speaking showed up. Speaking of one honkers. Uh, yeah, I mean, Imperial Entrance is kind of cool, and the crowd was here for Ali. But your intercontinental match, Gunter versus Mustafa Ali. I wasn't. I was never expecting Ali to lose the match until I he wasn't either. Honky Tonk's record. So I'm just gonna see. I wasn't I either. But my one honk made me believe for a half second. Going, is it actually gonna happen? Because man, feel this crowd going. And it's when Mustafa power bombed Gunther, and then it set him up for the 450 splash, which got the closest two fall I've ever seen. And I went for a ha- I like I was re- I, I went to myself. I am ready to accept this fate. And then they're like, nope. And I was like, wait, what? I, I, but I was. It was time now. I was ready. <laughs> the only way. Go ahead, Maddie's okay. The o- sorry. The only way I the only way I would have seen him losing is if you have plans for him to start fighting for go with against Rollins for that top title like right away kind of thing. But that was that was the only way that I thought Ali had a chance. But otherwise, I'm sitting there watching the match, going, 
Didn't I just watch this exact same match at Backlash, but it was just Rhea versus Zelina? It was the hometown person making them look like they were really good and maybe they'd have a chance, but no, there's just this giant person who has a belt that's just like, ha ha ha, no, slap you in the chest, you're done. Well, good news. We'll repeat that in about a minute. Oh, man. So, England, right? We got England next for bank for the money in the bank. So, who's from England that's going to become the baby face that gets to fight for a title that just gets crushed uh uh oh isn't that wait i already wait. know the answer to this McDonough? question is that <laughs> what it is? no mcdonough they might put over i actually think that they'll do something with the tag titles with alia dawn and alba fire now that they're on the main roster and then they'll be the baby faces to maybe like lose the titles or lose to ronda and um shayna no. No, because they'll be the heels, and that would be a the crowd would hate that. So that's yeah. my guess. I don't no, know. That's a, I think that's I think that's a good guess. Before we move on, I just want to ask Gunther's finisher wasn't it the last symphony? Nation of speculation. Is this speculation? I figured. No, that was me. That was me from before. Sorry, I was trying gotcha, to get yeah, in really light. Trying to get in there really light. Just fade away from it. Anyway, Mr. Rizzo, I don't recall. Gunther's- I think so. Because I thought he did it. But they didn't call it the last symphony anymore, and it well, just. To be kinda... honest, I don't remember finishers from 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 Gunther. Fair enough. He slaps Fair. the shit out of you, and the match is over. I don't and remember what a finisher. Allow me to assert this right now. I think it's laughable that it was, and they didn't call it for this because he did do the move, and I think they're like, "Yeah, we're done making that reference to fucking Wardlow and AEW." Yeah. Okay. Well done. Well said. That's it. So Gunther. Keep on rocking in the free world, my dude. Right. One honk. Yeah. Next up. Uh, was this we've, the next up, we've got the Raw Women's Championship. Oh. Yep. To answer your question right away, I'm going to say um, I didn't think this was as much of a surprise because this was the uh, other than that slight chance I thought of Ali and Gunther, if they were going to move Gunther, this was the only belt that made sense to change hands. And you, you're not going to go a whole. PLE and not have a, any title change hands. So oh, when you're this, looking at it that way, I, I would agree with you. But at the same time, I just didn't think because they don't tell us any stories with these stupid belts when they're on the other brand. And then the one person who won it's also still on the other brand. So I'm like, okay. So cool. They're still on SmackDown with the Raw women's belt. <laughs> but it didn't take away from the match because I like the yeah. match. We're just talking about the story that we don't like with the belts. Enough yeah. about the story. Let's talk about this three honker. Let me hear uh, about these honks. Okay. Okay. My first honk. I like that how much Asuka pulled on her hair. I loved it because everybody's all like, it's so good that she gets to use a hair as a weapon. It's a double-edged sword. They can fucking pull it and then bring her down from her moves. And they did that in this match, and I loved it. However, it's not time yet for that, but I did think she went a little overboard about it. Like, it got to the point where the ref had to yell at her to stop, and I'm like, yeah, that's what they're going to come back with and be like, well, she can use it as a weapon and they won't give a shit. But if they pull it, she'll be all like, you get DQ'd from the match and she wins and retains her belt. And I'm like, yeah, that can happen. God damn it. You know, so. But anyway, uh, I liked the amount like for the, uh, when I noted it as a honk, it was like she did it like twice. And I was like, there you go. That's all you need to do is just pull it twice. Be like, ha, I can do this. So fuck your hair. But she did it like seven times in this match. I was like, Asuka. 
tone it down a bit, all right? <laughs> uh, second honk. Uh, it was a segment where Asuka got like rapid pinfalls. Just like one, two, one, two, one, two. She did like four of these things and uh, just in rapid succession. And the last one ended in a super kick. And then my third honk was the mist. How she finally used the mist appropriately to win this match. Well, she missed with the mist. but She did. That's the thing. It, it, that's why it's my honk is because, you know me, I was so mad about it being all like, hey, the mist, oh, we're going to honor the great Muda by missing with this move, by losing and not being able to use it properly. And it happened here. I was like, God damn it. We're doing the same fucking song and dance. And they're like, not really. I was like, no way. <laughs> she won. I was like, ah, she used it this the right way. <laughs> so that was my third honk. I, uh, that was, um, part of that was my only honk, but I loved it. I, I had to like, I had to do a quick double take because the first time and, and, and anybody listening, just pro- the people from up in Buffalo are going to understand this the most. But so the first time that she, that they showed the replay, uh, Michael Cole said, this was the mist of the miss. And I kind of stopped. I was like, what did, what did he just say? What did he just say? And right in that moment, <laughs> one of my buddies messaged me and I, I know we always, uh, we, we try to use aliases here, so I won't use his real name. So we'll just call him uh, James. So James texted me right at that same moment and was like, I have a petition to start calling Asuka the maid of the mist. And immediately I'm like, that's what I, yep. that's what I, I, that's what I thought Cole said in the first place. But again, he said it, he said the mist, the mist of the mist. And I was it's like, gonna stick though. Yes. That's so, so we start a petition. Even though she's got another rumor going around. Of what she's doing. Yeah, we'll shoot it out at Wrestling Honks. We'll get a petition going. Name Asuka the Maid of the Mist. Yes, yes. I don't know if you guys heard the other rumor. Oh, no, never mind. I'm not talking about that. Sorry. I like that you brought that up, though, because the announce desk was kind of on it during this match. Because at one point during this match, Corey Graves started talking about how you shouldn't be afraid of Pennywise, and it's Asuka you should be afraid of. And then Michael Cole immediately goes, yeah, well, no clowning around from Asuka. She goes for another quick pinfall. It's like, oh, my God, these guys are on it. They, 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 they were so good, honestly. Yeah. And I'm, I'm going to talk yeah. about this a little, bit, a little more after because I have the uh, kind of opposite feelings about AEW, especially JR, but I'm, I'm, that's my tease. Uh, but they, I thought, I thought though these two were great. And I actually, I'm not a big Michael Cole fan normally. I I really liked him this week, and I have a couple of Graves quotes too. We're gonna get to. Well, yeah, this these, is these... where I need to tell the audience about how I experienced this show real quick, and that's because besides the opening show, uh, the opening match, and then Brock and Cody and the, the main event or the third of the triple main events. Sorry, um, the rest of the the card because I didn't watch live and I wasn't. Able, it was only available in the Spanish replay on the Pacock. So I had to watch this match along with Natalia as well as Ali and Gunther in Espanol. So I didn't hear that great commentary that you're talking about <laughs> um, that I would have picked up on and maybe I would have enjoyed the match a little bit more. But, I mean, just the, the, the poke with the, with the fingers and the mist worked where Asuka is the and new champion. I'm and, so uh, happy. Yeah. She, she deserved it. She deserves it. I think we'll instantly go away from the Jane Cena conversation that people are talking about with Bianca of how she's always winning and just whatever. And she's back to the chase. So that's cool. And we'll, she's not going heel. She's just back to the chase as a baby. Oh, we'll no, I, I'm going to disagree with you. I You're do hoping think that she's going to go heel? I, I, I want think, that. I just don't expect it. 
Yeah, no, I think we have a big heel turn, and I'm gonna. My, this is my nation of speculation. I really hope that in that she grab or some at some point. I really feel you need to make up a group at some point. She grabs uh, uh, Montez Ford or or all of um, the Street Profits and gets them to turn because they're not doing anything lately, and they are so good. Um, so either make Ford do a heel turn and split, or make the whole group do a heel spin to, or heel, heel move together. And I, I think you can really get a lot out of them from that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. This opens a lot of, uh, a lot of avenues. It was very, it was a very exciting time. I was excited for this match. It, the finish was perfect. Even showing the replay, just how picture perfect and precision, uh, how much precision was involved in making that move happen. It was, ah, love it. But, Next up, we go back to back. Now we have the SmackDown Women's Championship, which is Natalia versus Rhea Ripley. And I'm just going to jump right into it since Mr. Rizzo got this in en Española. Um, I believe I heard, and this is a thing that made me think about Natty being like, this is why you're not world champion. Cole says, Natalia doesn't care to have her hand raised as champion just to have her head raised high based on her performance. And I did a double take. I had to rewind and listen to this because I was like, did you just say that she's not here to win the championship? She's just here to have a good time because this is why you're not champion. I'm here to have a good time. <laughs> Ditto. Uh, yeah, I thought, uh, I, I think I think you're right in that mentality, right? I, I just, he's already setting her up for just for failure. That that match would actually, I am not going to tell you, I enjoyed that match because I had no interest in really investing time in it. It's a so squash match. It, it, I thought it actually went perfectly. Uh, my favorite quote from the whole thing though, was by Corey Graves. One of after it was, uh, he just goes, well, we get paid by the hour, which is the best part of that match. My second one was when they did the replay. Cause you, you had to, kill sometimes so you just can replay the whole thing he when natalia's turned around yelling at dom he goes oh natalia's just asking dom for his phone number and that got real mad yeah <laughs> that's right. not what oh. happened there, Corey. no no <laughs> oh my god the way he spins things sometimes just cracks me up i'm like that is obviously what's not happening <laughs> oh so, so Rizzo, did you did you that was one of your spanish ones uh it was and i got two oh. funny things to say about this go for it um, I didn't realize because I actually didn't even get to this one until Sunday or I'm sorry, until Monday. I did not realize that she even had a match until Monday. That was my point. <laughs> like because I watched like the end of it live and then I went back to it and I came like, oh, wait, this she had a match. OK, but the one other thing that I have to say is that there needs to be a correction because we all know that like Wikipedia, it can be edited, correct? Yes. They have oh, yeah. incorrectly put the time on the online of the what how long this match was. And okay. if you notice, it's listed because it was a squash match at one minute and ten seconds. And we know that is incorrect. We know that the correct time is one minute and nine seconds. Because obviously Rhea would have beaten Natalia in sixty nine seconds. And we can move on from nice. there. Now move oh, on. Man. I got some things to say about this match. Oh, Go ahead, well, one thing. I just want. Yes, it was a squash match. I gave this no honks, and to show how bad this match was, I even wrote in my notes at one point 
I don't think Natalia is going to hold her head high because of her performance in this match. It was embarrassing. Um, but this did give a time for me to appreciate. I just wanted to say this, this Superdome was an interesting venue. And I don't know, uh, Maddie Kay, the, the quality of this stage gave me a reminiscent vibes of a, of a thing we used to chase back in the day. And this entrance was really cool. Like when the fireworks went off, it just the way the smoke left behind by the screen and the lights and stuff, it just added a cool effect. I was like, that's, you know, you're using every inch of this studio space. I love it. Um, it's just it, they, the setup was very cool um, throughout the match and hard cam. And I'm just speaking generally now as opposed to this match specifically. But it made me think of this. You would see. I was going to say it was a minute and nine seconds throughout the match. I was going <laughs> to. Yeah, during this experience, the match was one and nine. We got to watch M- Mammy walk down in that very nice outfit. I'm just, I'd like to add. I'd, I'd listen to that all day. Um, <laughs> but that uh, just last thing is when you're on hard cam, they had a screen that was kind of like impa- like nicely laid up with the ma- uh, the mat, and it usually said Night of Champions. So it's like you had just uh, every time you'd see the crowd and then Night of Champions. It was just very well placed, well done on the set design, boys. That's all I wanted to say. Thank you very much. We can move right. on. My only comment, I just, at one point, I just need to either have Dom carrying the belt for Rhea like he's his, her little servant, or will, will you please just put him on a leash? Like, just once. Will have you a just, leash themed so, off of the belt. Oh God, please. <laughs> just, just, you're doing it already. Lean into it. Give, give the people. We're getting there. We're getting there. What they want. Don't worry. AEW will do that for you. We get that in a battle royale. How'd that happen? I don't know. <laughs> Anywho, we're up to our second main event on Night of Champions. That's right. It's Cody versus Brock. And guess what? Kind of a squash match. It lasted longer than a squash match. I'll say that. But it seemed very, I don't know. I don't know. Mr. Rizzo, take the reins. I, I got I got things to say. There was an arm bar. <laughs> yeah, there That's was. That's what I got. There were multiple arm bars. Yeah, Mr. Well, Rizzo. It just seemed like it was just one. And Mr. Rizzo, I got a good arm. arm. I got a good gimmick here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be the, I'm gonna be the arm cast man. I'm gonna have a titanium arm cast that I have my arm in all the time, so I can beat up on all the big dudes. I'll just throw my titanium Ooh. cast at him. This was this was pure D'Lo Brown with his chest protector frog splash, and I, I, I hated every second of it because it's such a cheap move. A, a, at least his chest protector looked real, but. Cody's like that. Look, I have this black soft cast that uh, has tight titanium. We had to go. We had to go all the way to titanium. Yeah, yeah. you could just find like a middle ground with something. Excuse that'd be like, you. You're talking about the beast incarnate. Of course, we need unobtainium actually to bring oh down God. this beast. God, it was. I. I'm gonna tell you. I gave this zero honks. Same. Just because I just <laughs> it. It was what I expected it to be. There was. I felt like there was terrible acting in it. Uh, the there is nothing that I hate more than when you have like with when you're in a submission move that all you have to do is like fully extend your arm even like ninety percent and you're just sitting there like at sixty percent not wanting to grab something and it's just when it's not believable I hate it like just yeah. break the hold then just then just break the hold I can still and then and then you know what when you break the hold then have him have the uh, you know, Lesnar grab you and pull you back out to center and put do it again. It makes him look strong. Like it is, you have to have some level of common sense of no, this is here and let's just you can, you can fix it real quick. And I don't I don't know. I didn't like that part of it, but I am gonna I am gonna say as an overall though, quick 
while I didn't necessarily give this one a honk, I have really liked Brock's matches lately. Like the Brock, like, they don't they don't overstay their welcome. <laughs> no, no, they're not they're not terrible anymore. He's putting people over a little bit, which I'm I'm honestly surprised a little bit. And it's all without just being the belt and without Heyman. Ever since he's lost Heyman, has been the best Brock I've seen in WWE in a decade, and I maybe even two decades. But I I enjoy it. I honestly enjoy the character that he is right now. But how dare, how dare you disrespect the Brock party like that? Oh my, that's Brock. okay. All right, going back. Brock party starts it. Oh my god, give me that Brock in an action figure, please. I mean, Heyman needs a new home. My birthday, guys. My birthday's in September. My birthday's in September. If you can find me a Brock, what uh, an action figure. Oh my no, God, we're gonna get box. you a money in the bank boombox. That's what we're gonna get. You. Please, please, please. I do that, and then just give me a Brock fathead that I can just dance around in. Oh, Mr. Rizzo. Before we move on, I just want to say that I was kind of just not into the Cody story. No, I just I, I don't know where we're at. Why he's even fighting Brock? Where he's not doing anything with the belt that Seth has. He's not mentioning that, and his story is just going to be a long term to. Roman, so like I, I'm, I don't know. It, it's it's something. It's you know, something like at WrestleMania. Resentment. I feel like he, he he has to win at WrestleMania, right? It's it's such a big story. He, um, I think this it's just busy work because you can't have him fight for a title now and lose again if you're going to try to save it for then. So Brock makes sense for some busy work. I think the broken arm. Now he they go. Oh, your broken arms honestly take usually three months to heal. We know when that's healed. SummerSlam. So now you that you can put him off for one more month there. You can put him in that rubber match against Brock there, and then you do something else to keep him busy until WrestleMania season. I just sent a post I saw on Reddit was SummerSlam 2023, and it's that picture I sent in the Discord, Mr. Rizzo. And and Maddie K, for context, uh, it's it's Brock and Cody, but Cody's in a wheelchair with like an arm cast and a neck brace, and he's just like staring up at it. So if they did this right, he would be wheeled down to the ramp or on the ramp in the wheelchair with his foot up and then kind of Kevin Nash style where he would unveil unveil his legs where he actually can walk, rip off the neck brace, and then beat the crap out of uh, Brock. But, yeah, even if that happened at this point, I'm just kind of like, I don't, you know, your your peck was worse, so I don't care. That, so that, that is sent it to you, Matty K. Point, the best point, and that's all I want to say is like that's almost what makes me mad about this angle is because you already had the best injury angle almost ever, and so this just I don't this I think this just almost sours it. On that one was there. Like I don't understand why he'd need to fight Brock. Like just leave him alone. Go away. I don't. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. We're, we're there was no reason for any of it. It just but, feels survey invested. So yeah, this was the the third main event of the show. Yeah, why don't you just have double main event and make the first one and the last one the main event? Just, just I don't know. So I'm just I agree that the Brock the Brock Cody match had no no purpose being any kind of main event thing. That was well, that. I'm gonna say real quick that Corey Graves for this match was talking about the tag team within the Bloodline that were the Hall of Famers that they referenced on previous uh, um, promos and stuff. Um, and I thought that I heard them refer to a young wise man, Paul Heyman. And Mr. Rizzo, I thought of you. There was a drop opportunity. They should have referred to him as a wise boy. 
<laughs> well said. Well said. Uh, my one, uh, my one line from this one that I pulled for uh, for from Graves uh, at some point when he was talking about how uh, big Roman's hands were, uh, he said it's like getting punched in the face by a Thanksgiving turkey, and the visual that gave me <laughs> was, was beautiful. It was beautiful. So thank you. I have to go South Park. I think all you guys were over, were pretty over from the entrance or from the announcing from both Heyman and. Uh, oh yeah, just throughout Jamie. the show, it's been oh. it, it, it was a great uh, performance. Are, are you talking about the? Are you talking about the introductions? To yeah, I meant the, the introduction of this particular match. Sorry. Yeah, that no, that was awesome. Um, Sammy. So apparently, Sammy speaks. A million languages. Yes, um, he does. No, so, so, we, no, we have. So, let me, let's think. We have obviously we have American. He speaks French. Wait, wait, we saw that. Never mind. Never mind. Uh, so we have American. He speaks French. Uh, back from his. Uh, now we know he speaks Syrian. Uh, back from Spanish? his. Uh, yeah, Spanish from his luchador days. So what? So uh, that, that's it. So he's going to show up luchador in luchador days. So he's going to show up in London uh, next month. And he's gonna, what, what's he going to do? Speak Britain. Like that's what so I'm saying. He's got all these different languages. Wait, 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 wait. I want to roll this back real quick. Sammy's right. in El Generico. Maddie K. No I got your joke, Maddie K. I know he plowed through it. I got it. And I was wondering because I was going to stop you, and I was like, "Wait, what?" And then I you went with it, and I got gotcha. you. American and British. Okay, yeah. that's all. That's all. <laughs> five languages. Five languages. Five languages. There we go. But yes, that was one of my honks for this match. Uh, how Sa- uh, yeah, Sammy addressed the crowd, and the crowd like, was well here for him after that. Oh my god, oh, yeah, for sure. So uh, bold move, bold move coming out like Jesus. You love it. <laughs> well, I think he was dressed like half the crowd. To be completely honest, sure. Um, I don't know what that traditional uh, yeah, garb that is. A, uh, it was a it's a Muslim garb that you would wear. Uh, if they Which I they especially... wore to Mecca. Yeah, they especially uh, highlighted it um, right before the Ali Gunther match. I thought that was actually cool. They did a really nice segment about Ali um, coming into the country and and going in, going into. Um, it, that wasn't in the Espanol version. No, for some <laughs> reason I don't know why. Um, for some reason I don't know why it probably was there. I just don't understand it. Okay, maybe I maybe I did miss something. I I don't know. I. There was ten plus hours of wrestling I watched over the weekend, so maybe uh, I there is a lot of wrestling. I get you, I get you. All right, so I want to say though, with this again, the just starting from the beginning, um, like I was talking about with Trish, like the facial expressions. Romans are so good; they're so good, and his in ring shit talk is amazing. Like that is a, the one thing I'm going to comment on later with uh, AEW was the number of f bombs and things that are dropped in the middle of the match, like. I, I actually I really liked it at first. It got a little overboard. I felt as the uh, pay per view went on, but and that's easy. Like cussing is easy for for you to say to get a reaction. Sometimes it's warranted. It's awesome, but it, it's easy. So when you have somebody who isn't cussing that can get that reaction, but like there was one point I think it was I think it was Sammy slapped him in the chest and he just goes, "What you the nature boy now?" And I laughed so hard at that. That was great shit talk. And then he just continue to then go through and pummel him and i don't like his romans in ring entertainment to me as a he is still so good so good 
where, where are you guys at with him? I want to piggyback on that too because Roman's number three for me in that particular category. KO is number one. I like MJF is number two. And Roman's number three of talking in ring where the mic and on screen can hear. Do we just start um, talking about AEW boys? Because I well, <laughs> just kidding. What I was getting at, like KO specifically with Roman Reigns in a headlock at one point, long time ago. This is many years ago. He's on the ground. They're at like some TV commercial or whatever. He's having a conversation with a fan in the front row about merch sales. And it's just like the fact that he can talk live during stuff. He can throw stuff during the match. He's he's the best. But you like you said. Roman at one point before the match even started said something to Sammy is like, they wouldn't know you without me. And the crowd was going nuts because Sammy had just introduced himself in Arabic. He's like, yeah, I think they know. Yeah, I think they know. And I'm like, they're both great at this. But yeah, that's what he, just like you said, Matty K, uh, I'm here for them talking in the match and then adding more to it. Yes, it felt like it was it was fun to see Roman in a tag match. It felt like he was having fun, you know? Uh, like you said, Matty K, he was hamming it up a bit, you know, yelling things in the ring and very unique things at that. And he did have a different energy about him. He wasn't the usual, you know, we'd ones champion. And I, I say that, yeah, he did that in the entrance, but I just mean like his in-ring persona was different. That's for sure. I'm with you on that. I actually, I thought it was funny. I'm like, I'm, I didn't, I didn't exactly time it now that I know it was, uh, we'll say 69 and a half seconds. But I had to think partway through this. I'm like, I'm pretty sure it's taken these boys longer to touch each other to start this match than the Natalia Rhea match actually went. <laughs> <laughs> but, but they, but again, it was, it was just, it was, it played out so well. Um, that match, the match had this. This one was my second favorite match of the weekend. Um, on top of just the whole story and obviously how it ends, we'll get there into a second. But just in the middle of it was there were a couple like really great moments um one was for just the, did anybody else notice when sammy like got back in the ring when he was trying to get to the tag to ko that all i could picture when he was like just laying on the mat in this slow motion swim move i'm like he looks like little john in robin hood men in tights when he falls in the water it's like oh, how can i swim and like like that is the worst. Again, the, my my believability factor. Like I get it, but just like suspension of disbelief was broken. Oh my god, that was <laughs> that yeah. was so bad. But then it led to my next point of I I don't know if there's anybody you want coming in on a hot tag more than Kevin Owens. That dude is a wrecking ball. I love him. I love this team. I love when they come in. Um, it led then also into one of my one of my honks for this one. One of my three honks for this one was that. Uh, that transition of the KO or the stunner into the right off the ropes and into the spear, and he just got flattened. Um, yes. I'm pretty sure, I think it was Cole was just like, um, he knocked him out of his shoes with that one. And I just went, one day, can please, can please, Triple H, if you're listening to this, will you please actually set up one where somebody, it has to be, it has to be Riddle, right? With his flip flops. And just, he actually, he gets speared and the flip flops just go and you actually, Knock somebody out of your shoes. I need to see that once. Just bro, once, please. Bro, I got somebody for you. He's the best in the world, and it's already happened. I've watched oh. this man do it. Oh. MJF had his shoes literally fly off when somebody speared him. It was hilarious. Uh, anyway, we're talking about WWE. We're finishing this up. I'm just excited for AEW. Boys, up, I gave this match another four honks. We got two four honkers in this pay-per-view. It was, I believe it was a it, good though. pay-per-view. I believe it. Uh, one was being the one you were talking about, uh, Maddie Kay, with uh, the one where he did the Superman off the ropes 
uh, where Ko stunners him, and then he kind of like falls back into the ropes, and then goes right into the spear. Um, one was uh, the ooh-ah. <laughs> I was saying boo-ah. Who's, who's ooh-ah? His or Sammy's? Sammy's? We're getting there. Uh, Romans, yes. Because oh, <laughs> Sam- Sammy's into this weird gallop was... Superman <laughs> punch. Yes, like that's my that. third hog oh when God. Sammy gets to do the ooh-ah and then the Superman punch. It was um, a gallop. I'm always, just like, I'm always in for Roman doing it. So whenever he does a ooh-ah, and, and the crowd was here for this match. So it was a deep... Like, it wasn't like people booing him or anything. Like, that's what I love about Roman. Everybody fucking hates him, but they love Uan with him. And I'm like, you that, that's why he can't go away. Because I you was saying Uan. <laughs> yep. Oh my god. Uh, and then the final, of course, was you know, the super kick heard around the world. Which leads so into good. it's time, my friend. For the TBZ Wag of the Finger. Ooh. This one comes to Jimmy Uso. Sir, when you went to go super kick Roman for the second time and Jay asks you, why'd you do that? You should have said, I'm doing what you should have done since day one. And then super kick Roman. He goes, a long time ago. And I'm like, bro, your fucking catchphrase is it. And you didn't say, I feel like, uh, go talk to Julia Hart, okay? She gets it. She knows what the catchphrase to say. Maddie K, for if you don't know, Julia Hart is in House of Black. And now she's starting saying that the house always wins. And I was like, thank you. You're in a faction. Why aren't you saying that? Just like two weeks ago, she started saying it. I was like, thank God. Anyway, that's my wag of the finger. I was like, that would have been perfect. That You know what? This would have probably given that. I would have given that five. Five honks. Got you. I mean, saying it, Maddie K. I hate. He's got to go. He's got to go, Mr. Rizzo. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I, I'm sorry. I love the match at three honks. And for some reason, early on in the match, I was just extra critical. And this shouldn't have anything to do with them. But there were just a lot of camera cuts. And I just wanted the damn hard cam. I, I just noticed it a little bit early. Yeah. But it didn't take it away from the end of the match and how it finished. So, like I said, it was still a honker for me. I just didn't put it as, like, four honk match. I, just, I really liked it. I gave, to I, piggyback. I, I, off that real quick. Sorry, Maddie K. Uh, camera cuts are like the FedEx arrow. Like, I never notice it until someone points it out. And then when it happens, I can never not see it. And I'm like, oh, God, stop cutting camera angles. No. So, but no, this, I had no problem this week. Thank God. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought it was, I thought it was a solid three honker. Um, the, the Jimmy scream after the second kick just got, like almost got yeah. me out of the chair. So that yeah. was like, like so that cool. one. That was cool. And honestly, I didn't, I, I should have saw that it was going to be Jimmy, but I think in my head, I've had it built up that it had to be Jay that, that knocks him out. So, um, I, I, I don't know. So this, this was awesome. I, I did, I did love that part of it. Um, so yeah, three honker. The only other thing I want to say is, uh, next time you're talking, you want to talk about things that you can't unsee. Uh, how about Jay Uso? <laughs> you guys are trying to pay attention. This man's wearing a reverse crop top. Like his shirt cut is like underneath the we the ones like part, so you can see so he's not cutting any of that off. But then it comes up, and the back of it's a crop top, so you can just see his lower back. And I'm just like, bro, bro, what are you doing? <laughs> just, so just he's he's too busy talking to Seth Rollins. That's what he's doing. Oh my gosh! No, yeah, it's uh, it's not. Yeah, bro, it's how not do you get the crowd on your side? Well, it's the costumes, really. Man, he said uh, the costumes. I gotta up my game. Listen, I know. I, listen, that, that, so I, I love this pay per view. I thought it was great. I'm sure. I, mean, I know we. Much that I want to. I'm sure we need to get over to AEW at some point. There was one thing I wanted to bring up that I'm not. I would say just I want to give you give it to you guys something to think about. Maybe talk about next week. 
I feel like it's set up, right? This is, we've seen the demise. We've seen this crumble start to happen. I was for sure that Roman was not going to lose this belt until WrestleMania. I, I would tell, I feel pretty convinced now because you're seeing the crumbling happen that it's going to happen at SummerSlam. I feel like the time frame just works perfectly. The thing I would love to see, because I had, this is really, I have no idea. Who do you think is the one that then beats Roman? I, 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 I'm really interested to see where it goes. I think, again, I think it happens at SummerSlam. I think when it does happen, it's going to be the final piece that he's going to still have Sokoa on his side. We already started to see a little bit of friction between the two of them. Um, but yeah, I want you guys at some point discuss that because I would, I would love to hear opinions on a topic for another beat, time. Finally, beat Roman. Yes, a very good pay per view, but that's only half the wrestling. Oh, that's right. Do you hear that, man? Do you hear this? What? Whoa! What's that? It sounds. Do you hear like... that on your end? Because I'm hearing it. It's it's it's. Oh, it's, it's really getting to me. Oh my god, it's faint, but it's it's getting louder. I, oh, is it? I can hear it. Oh, because I now, now that it's halftime, it's time for Mr. Rizzo's Hot Wrestling Minute. This week, NXT Minute, NXT Battleground coming in hot with the triple threat. Tyler Bate did a big strong boy spin with two people, and we saw a triple German suplex, but Wesley retained the championship. Heritage Cup has too many rules to explain, but it's really fun. Noam Dar treats the cup like his firstborn and got the victory after powerbombing Dragon Lee. Dijak and Dragunov might have been my favorite match of the weekend. These guys did not stop. After being choke slammed on the hardest part of the ring and possibly breaking his own arm, Dragunov was the last man standing. It's Tiffy time! Tiffy Stratton works the knee of Valkyrie and pulls off the prettiest moonsault to become the new NXT Women's Champion. Main event of Carmelo Hayes versus Braun Breaker has the crowd hot. Braun catches Melo with a midair spear, but was not enough as Melo hits a leg drop off the top rope on the back of Braun's neck and still your NXT champion. Oof. Now, real quick, and then we're going to get to AEW. That was all everything on Sunday that happened during the pay-per-view of AEW. They were going at the Ooh. same time. On Tuesday, we had Tiffany Bration, which she announced Battle Royal for next week for a contender. Mystery Attacker revealed to be Blair Davenport. Mustafa Ali was there. Gigi Dolan put JC through a table in a weaponized cage match. And to finish off the show, Baron Corbin beat up Carmelo Hayes. <gasps> So Another match for him to lose. We're going to get sad Corbin again. <laughs> Baron Corbin in NXT. Did I hear, yeah. real quick, Braun Baker still? Damn it. I did it. Braun Baker. No, it's, <laughs> no, he's not the champ. Carmelo Hayes is still. Carmelo Hayes. That's right. Yes. That's right. Whew, that, was, that was a lot. That got me pumped up for more wrestling. But that was going head to head. And at one point, like Swerve and Wes Lee were on the screen together at the exact same times that the – Two matches it was really kind of bang that's that's for someone that was trying to watch them simultaneously and then i gave up so i was like i can't do this i turned off battleground and then i just watched watch a double or nothing at this at the speaking of double or nothing let's just dive right in i have to ask this mr rizzo i posted this in our group chat and you kind of responded like you knew what's happening and i am so confused cool so i I caught the pay-per-view like i you know hit play i was like "Ah, it should be time soon i come in to as rj city I kid you not, just saying that Aaron Anderson is his new stepdad. Back to you guys. I'm like, wait, what? Rewind. And I couldn't rewind. I'm like, what did I just miss? What is happening? Why is he his stepdad? 
Right. The line before that is that he said something about like being home with you or doing something with your mom or something like that. Like that. Okay, so it's just a one-off. It's like yeah. He literally he just answered with the funny line because he said something along the lines of like, yeah. As you can see, a very odd time. Your mom. (laughs) I'm gonna go see your mom, and he's like, "Well, Art Anis is my new stepdad, I guess." Like that's just how it went. Yeah, it was kind of funny. Yeah, very odd start to double or nothing. I'm yeah, like, was okay, coming in hot, I guess. Maybe he'll rub elbows with Wardlow. I don't know. Countdown had uh, a Matt Hardy's match with all that uh, shenanigans with RJ City, and uh-huh. he retained the contract of Ethan Page, so we'll get to that some other time. But there's just so much wrestling to talk about. The Battle Royale. Starting I- off with the IC Battle Royale. And, and, and for those in- uninundated, it is the international championship and uh, Matt, did you see any of the countdown maddie k did you see okay because they did all the entrances on the countdown they didn't just like show up and then they did that to save some time but it was um trent chucky t bandito tony avari tony niece lee moriarty big bill commander butcher blade kip sabian jay white juice robinson dustin rhodes keith lee ricky starks phoenix penta swerve nick cage and Orange Cassidy with 21 now, people in the Battle now Royale. Now, to put context to this Battle Royale, it's not vacated. Orange Cassidy is so dominant that they decided to throw a Battle Royale against him in this match. So he's just too good. And now they're just like, you're done. We're going to throw 20 dudes at you. Good luck. Have fun in this Battle Royale. Not even a real match. You just got to go over the fucking ropes. God, I love OC. I'm sorry. I just, ugh. Well, if I'm I taking the range here just for a minute, I was actually, uh, I was actually not that I was saying that it was sloppy, but there was just a lot going on that I don't know if I saw or I, I don't know if I missed some stuff. There was but, a like, lot going on. It was very. There was painful. a lot going on, and I, I, like it was okay. It was hard to follow a little bit. It like, and I like some spots here and there, but I really didn't like really sit up in my chair until like the final four. So like oh, that's I, not I that I didn't a- like it, but I just meant like that's kind of where I was at. What about you, Maddie K? So uh, I'm, gl- I'm, I'm glad that that wasn't just me. So I guess for a little bit of context, um, I have, this is the first, these are the first AEW matches I've ever watched. This you is the first. You should have mentioned at, this a little bit, little setup. Anything, Sorry. Right? Yep. No, that's okay. Go so, for it, sir. Right? So, so, so I kind of um, really took this from an outside perspective of, of, let me just watch this thing and just enjoy wrestling and just see what my reactions are and everything. So um, as it kind of as as I went through it, I'm I, like I said, I'm glad that you had that because uh, I'll jump down a little bit into when the, the everything all the, all this all starts. But I said, all right, time out. The bell just rang and holy shit show, Batman! I literally wrote, holy shit show, Batman! <laughs> yeah. I have so many questions. One, there's a one, there's a belt on the line. Yep. Okay, next, next. This, <laughs> this, is, this, this is great. This is a great start. Oh, let him go. <laughs> is this a lumberjack match or a battle royal? Why are people not all in the ring? What is? What kind of battle royal is this? You can just enter whenever you want. I'm so confused. I don't even know who the champion is. Why do so many people still have sunglasses on? Like there were. Now I'm trying to think who would be wearing sunglasses. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Orange Cassidy, which I didn't. I actually uh, couldn't tell who Orange Cassidy was until the final four. That was the first time I was like, okay, that's who that is. Uh, and then there was some new somebody with pink hair had so sunglasses on. Clip Sabian. Yes. All right. So that that sounds Swerve, right. Too, did right? Swerve still have glasses on too? Yeah, he did uh, too. I'm a bad. Uh, 
But I swerved, think he took him off and all, winning. He played the smart move. He's like, here's my entrance. I'm not going in the mat. I'm going to chill out here real quick and watch this develop. For everything that I have ever heard about Orange Cassidy, what I honestly expected when I first kind of heard that this match was happening yeah. was, I'm like, this man's is just going to walk out to the ring at like two miles an hour while everybody else fights, and he's going to wait until like three people are left, and he's just going to walk in and like honestly, I wish and this on him, and they're all going to just fall over, and he's going to win. Like, so <laughs> I actually went in expecting him to win. <laughs> no, he's um, a legit wrestler. It's awesome. This, hold on, hold on. In Matty K's defense, if the same match would have happened three years ago, that might have exactly happened. He's evolved in his character to where he's this elite athlete where he doesn't lose his championship belt in a damn battle royale. That part's awesome. That part that, that part's cool. Okay, right, but then I just wanna I wanna real quick go to my very first Why reaction to this entire that, Oh my god. <laughs> the the my very first reaction to the entire pay-per-view though was all right, so oh it's double or nothing. It's called double or nothing. All right, I wonder why they call it that. Oh, it's in Vegas. Oh, I get it. That's cute. Cool. Cool little re reference. All right. And now they're introducing your uh, your announcers. And the one's name is Excalibur. Yes. Like, like like the hotel in Vegas. Did I just get a second Vegas pun? Okay. <laughs> okay. And then all of a sudden they're like, and we're in the Blackjack Battle Royale with 21 people. Yes. Like, bro, I am on pace for 350 <laughs> Vegas puns in this pay-per-view, and I am not ready for that. <laughs> <laughs> But, okay, yeah, this okay. is a big first bite for your introduction. <laughs> Good lord. It was, yes, so it was, it was very fast. Um, and then hey, I'll say this. This match was a good Easter egg match. There was a lot of like storylines that went through. And I'll just say like, for instance, Ricky got to eliminate Jay White. That's cool because they have a feud going on. And I believe Jay White won recently or something. There's They're feuding. So the fact that you watch Ricky get a one up on the guys feuding with you, like, hey, cool. Look at that. So there's a lot of things you've missed in there in the chaoticness, but there was a like, I'm just pointing out that I like, I enjoyed that about this match. I didn't honk because again, it was chaotic, like trying to take notes. I'm like, I'm not honking anything. If I can't fucking see it, I don't know what's going on. I'm not honking uh, it. So I, I actually would have given it one honk. Um, I loved the rope walks into the maneuvers that the luchadors were doing. The commander across. That Commander. was. I don't and know then Jay White just something. pushes them off. I was like, yes. yeah, that's what you do to somebody in this match. Hey, Fuck you. So, Matty so K, that, Commander yeah. is really new to this audience. We've only, a lot of people in AEW have only seen him for like a few weeks. Yeah. So, like, like he's, he's really new to everyone of how cool that he is as a luchador wrestler. I was a big, I was a big fan. Um, the other thing that the, the luchadors actually helped remind me is how much I'm happy that JR is not in WWE, and I don't have to listen to him anymore. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my Yo, God. This, Dude, this was a said, bad version. This was bad, oh, yeah. He said one of the most racist things I've heard in a long time on live <laughs> TV. He goes, they're talking about the luchadors, and they're like, yeah, there's four of them. And he's like, yeah, aren't all the luchadors related? And they're like, well, no, two of them are, but that's it, JR. And I just remember being like, oh, Sure. All right. All right, JR. What are you going to sure. What's the next thing you going to do? Are you going to refer to uh are you going to refer to my I I honestly can't remember his name. The our new like Black Santa. Are you going to call him Black Santa next? What is his name now that um he used to be in NXT? I, I love the name Black Santa and I'm in Oh, Malachi Black. No, 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 no. In in this matchup, he's got the white hair and white beard now. Oh, Keith Lee. Keith Lee. Thank you. Yeah, I'm sorry. I you, remember oh, oh, Thank you for bringing this up. 
So yeah, his new entrance, he goes, who am I? I am Keith Lee. But now I'm like, you are old. So old. Oh my God. It happened. That happened happened in the last like three weeks. He was like totally fine. And then all of a sudden he showed up with like predominantly white hair. Like I had to double check. I'm like, is this Keith Lee? Bro, right. No, but listen, by that size, I can believe that. But either way, like just that hair, like it, it went south quick. I don't know I don't what get, happened. I don't get it. Listen, just for Mengel, just still, it still exists. You can still get it. Uh, it's, no, he's it's accepting that, and that's fine. It's just, it, like I said, it just it came on quick. I was shocked. I was like, oh, Keith Lee, are you okay? That's maybe he got, mostly. Maybe he got shocked. Maybe he got hit by lightning and it turned his hair all white or something. You guys think that's natural? I gave this match three honks. I three honked to this. Oh, my, my first God. honk, my first honk, in all the chaoticness, might I point out, we got what the people wanted. Batty K, I don't know if you noticed it or noticed, but the best friends they had this thing with you Orange the Cassidy. Wide angle shot. Yeah, the wide angle shot when they hug each other and they always say that line, and you got to give the people what they want. So we got that in a battle royal without like it, that wasn't at the end of the match when there were like five people. This was like most uh, I think like eighteen people were in this yes. ring. And I was like, All right, good I on you guys. I- I didn't understand that, but yeah, no, that, okay, that makes sense now. That 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 is pretty cool then. So I enjoy that because that's Orange Cassidy's gimmick with the best friends. Um, my second the finish honk. was hot, but I, that's all I'm going to stay. I'm going to finish was hot. Keep it moving. Love, I I loved that finish. You, we talked about this a little bit earlier. You're going to hear me talk about it a lot in this. This is the this is probably the biggest compliment I'm going to give AEW through this whole thing. There were so many awesome spots that were so realistic, like just common sense. This should happen. This was one of them. The finish was one of them. Of course, you do this. Like uh you would never, I don't, I feel like WWE doesn't do this enough where it's just, you got to make this big elaborate thing that happened. What if just the common sense thing happened? You're like, yeah, yeah, that would, that's definitely the way that you well, just fall that's more orange, which is even funny. That's kind of leaning on the it, character. That's that you what everybody says they the hate about him because he's not learning. He's doing a stupid lazy gimmick. <laughs> and I popped for that so hard. I was like, this is the best fucking match ever. This is on my list of match of the weekend, might I add, because of, like, I didn't expect that because everybody keeps pushing over. OC. He's got to wrestle better. He's got to change. He's got to adapt. He's got to do something different. And he keeps doing that. And I was so into that, like used to him, like being a legit wrestler. Now, when I saw that, I was like, oh my God, that's, that is what you do. That's so simple. <laughs> I'm like, ah, ah, so good. Sorry. Well, oh, I love I, I'm glad they did it. Was Swerve is going to be a star? That's I'm 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 sad that I don't get to watch him more regularly. I think you should have seen Swerve in our glory. It's the tag team with Keith Lee and Swerve. <laughs> well, maybe you'll get to see. I think him. They're going to feud. Uh, Keith Lee. Maybe they'll finally tell that story as a one-on-one at Collision, which will be a Saturday show. I don't know. Yeah, we we'll shall see. see. Moving on, we have, we have got a. Keep it. Keep the wheels moving here. We got Adam Cole versus Chris Jericho in a uh, unsanctioned match. Uh Mr. Rizzo, take it away. Before I keep going, I'm going to mention that my my belief of this pay per view is similar to way a New Japan style match wa- uh, card would go, where it's just a slow build to the crescendo of better matches throughout the show. And what a sell! This one didn't do well for me and it really hurt because of the type of match that it was and where it was on the card but yeah i don't know i just there was a lot of stuff going on here that didn't make a lot of sense i gave it my worst match of the weekend i gave it two honks pretty close to the bottom yeah i was looking at this for all the notes i took on this match i only gave it two honks it's like what the fuck 
man, this match was just whatever. Sabu, oh, I, what? They didn't tell us the real reason why he was there. Yeah. They had it as a special enforcer, as opposed to someone just in his corner. And then he just did a couple of spots and then nullified the, the people. So it was a one-on-one. And I'm like, oh, okay. But they didn't tell us the reason that we were doing that going in. And we just kind of, it just happened. It felt so weird that it went from a five-on-two to becoming an even matchup because an 80-year-old man who can't even do a jumping motion, just a fall, just I'm going to fall off of this it's thing onto the table, onto a table that a dude like, it. again, Nailed bad it. cutting, <laughs> obviously crawled onto the table. Like it was, oh, there were so many cringy moments that I didn't I, like. I'm remembering why I took some notes. It was interesting to start that it felt like a faction match. Like it wasn't, like, like, like the match is Adam Cole versus Jericho, but the JAS came out. And then Adam Cole and his crew came out. So it like started off that way. But when it started off that way, it sure just everybody disappeared. I remember I like blinked and I'm like, where did everybody go? It's just a one-on-one match now. What happened? Well, that was their plan was that we're going to do this anything goes match unsanctioned. And because of that, you're going to know that our friends are going to help. So the way that we're going to nullify that is have Sabu show up. But like, it like they just didn't need it. They should have just had a cage match or something, as opposed to doing this this thing. Because uh, an unsanctioned match doesn't work when you're going to have something more chaotic on the show than what that is. And even though the ref stoppage might have worked for me and probably didn't work for other people, like the crowd was not here for it. The crowd was dead, and they were sloppy with the chain. Yeah. Like it just that that's that's what I gotta say. That's, yeah. that's, I had that the front row. I thought the front row crowd was super boring. This is the first time I took that note, and I took that note a couple of times. Uh, I, I went back and watched it when the bell rang at the end. The first, you know, that first four rows you always see behind yeah. you, three people stood up. Only three people stood up. Everybody else was just either on their phone or just very confused and just kind of like looking around. Uh, so, so, like, it, I, I don't know. Like, I get kind of where they were coming from there. Um, but yeah, the match is like, I think, like what Mr. Rizzo was just saying. When I, if you told me there's an unsanctioned match, I would have expected it to always be probably the last event, right? Because you did your whole pay-per-view and now it's done. And now there's unsanctioned match that we're not actually allowing, but it's just going to happen. It, yeah, it, you're it walking away, away from it. Right, it's the last one. And so what the last match was in this pay-per-view is what this match could have, have and should have been. And then the, then this would have sold. But the way, the way they did, did it and putting it in the middle of the pay-per-view of just a like, like I said, just we're not sanctioning this match, but we're just going to take a quick timeout and let it happen in the middle of our pay-per-view. Yeah, maybe you have too many yeah. matches. Well, just yeah, saying. like I said, because of the way that was told, it, it didn't work on the card. And our friend Spence had mentioned a way that it might have worked a little bit if it would have been the first match on the card and the Dapper Yapper actually suggested, hey, before we officially start the show, That's this match is going to go on beforehand, and it's not a part of us. We're not affiliated. We're not uh, responsible for what happens. And then when the next match is, now we are officially starting. Like, like that That would have worked maybe, but because they didn't, they did it in the middle of the show, and they didn't, like, it was just, yeah. Anyway. I agree. I didn't even think about it putting first, but first, first would have worked. First definitely would have worked. Yeah, so not a, nah, just an okay match. Next but up, then they would have. Then we would have wanted to hear all the entrances for the battle royale, but we didn't get to hear that. But yeah, let's go to the tag match. The tag team championship. That's FTR versus Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett. I gave this match three honks. Actually, I just want to point out 
that halfway through this match, I finally realized Sanjay's attire. He had fucking pencils on the sleeve of his jacket, and then he had two pencils in his ears. I'm like, this man is all in on this pencil gimmick. Did, did you see the picture on the back of his coat? Yeah, it was them on the farm. Yeah, it was them on the farm. It was so awesome. I was like, this man's on 11, and I love it, but also you are a one-trick pony, sir. Sanjay Dutt is one of the main uh, backstage guys that kind of runs the show as well, even though this is like his own little spot with this faction. Dude runs this shit for AEW. <laughs> He's like it. the Baron Corbin um, of AEW. Britt going that's, after the that's, Kendo. That's mean. That's mean. He runs the show. Yeah, Britt going after Constable with the, a nasty Kendo stick. Um, um, I'm sorry, not not Britt. I meant the the early rub spot with Dax. Wow, I wrote the wrong. Listen to the wrong. Uh, Jeez, uh, no beast. <laughs> I'm going backwards in a match. Um, but yeah, I had a lot of awesome spots. I love about this match. I just love Dax and Cash. Um, what was popped me really quick was Dax and Cash don't do top rope moves. That's the whole point. They used to be no flips, just fists. And very early in this match, Dax jumped off the top rope. And I'm like, oh, because that, that was supposed to happen. That, that, that Dax doesn't do that. Are you that. talking that flying headbutt? Yeah, it was just, yeah, it was like the first two, three I, minutes of the match. I honked that because I th- it was Jeff, uh, Jeff had, uh, cash in a, a like a submission and dax just looked like he was like you know what i'm done fucking waiting for him to get out of here push the opponent off and like i'm gonna go off your turn buckle i was like well done that was just unorthodox i liked it but i mean i'm also here for all of the guitar spots so like that's my thing like the guitar spot like the f you karen chant but them getting aubrey really popped me because you don't do that to aubrey you don't do that to aubrey like it was just, it was just, yeah, but yeah. yeah this no. was, I was really here for everything about this match with Briscoe as the special guest referee. Uh, I also gave her three honks um, with you know the guitar. I spot. did enjoy one. I did enjoy the Briscoe uh, guitar spot. Yep. Man, I'm I must be, I must be stingy with my honks. I only gave this uh, well, I gave this one two, but this was then my this was my third best match of the of the. Of the weekend for me, uh, I actually yes, yeah, I had I, it as my fourth, pretty close. It's my third. So, so I'll put really my best thing was it was just for me. It was fun to get to watch FTR again. Like their chemistry is they are as real good. good. They, it, it's it's so perfect to watch. Yeah. I love I love what they do. Um, so I was really really impressed by that. The only reason why I like I, I didn't give this I I love I love Briscoe as the ref. Um, I, I thought especially for him that delayed first pin of like, oh, oh, yeah, I'm supposed to do this. Yeah, that, like that was it was I perfectly text, pl- real to piggyback off that. I tested I texted a buddy of mine. And I was like, this feels like there's no control, like the like there isn't a legit ref around to keep things in order. And it's just wackadoo wrestling right now. Like it's, it's like backyard wrestling almost. Yeah, yeah, well, I'm with you on that. I, so it was no, no, no I, I definitely did. Uh, I, I liked those parts of it. Um, the, the one other part I did put in there was that when they got ejected from the match was the loudest. I think I'd heard the crowd the entire night that it actually seemed like that woke them up and I was like, well, all right, let's go, let's go. So like they were starting to get into it and I liked it. But, um, my biggest thing and why I couldn't give this one much, anything more was, Oh, Jeff Jarrett. Listen, I'm going to like, a little bit about Jericho too. In that last match, Jericho did a lion salt that looked oh, so awful. bad. Yeah. So, so bad. And, I and do Jericho. Work. I please I, I like Jericho with his shirt off because it makes me feel good about myself with my shirt off. <laughs> like he's got some years on me, but oh my god! So like some of the, some of the old guys need to retire. Like we saw this with Oldberg. Like it 
It is. It's not good, and I feel like Jericho. And I just complimented Jericho recently against his match in Roderick Strong. I said that during the match too. I was like Jericho, and I complimented you on an episode. Jesus. So three things. Three things pointed out to me with 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 JJ. Um, One old wild slap nuts appears. So one. one, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start backwards. The ending. um, That that last move looked like he almost was gonna hurt himself because he just he like didn't like. Get his, his body in position. That's how you get people hurt, and that's that's where honestly you need to not do this if that's if you're at that point. The other thing is, I actually because I because I thought this early on, I paid attention to him in particular. The most athletic move he did, like not just he either stomped or raked the eyes or walked around and did something to get the crowd riled up. The most athletic move that he did was a leg sweep. Yep that that was it that was it it was it, so it was yeah, just he's all guitars man no I get that and then the last thing that I just <laughs> I I am convinced that him and Trump have the same hair guy that thing is that thing is beautiful that thing is just perfectly in place it ain't moving but good lord you that 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 hair guy needs a raise oh man I just I hated Jeff Jarrett before he got to AEW for some reason I just love him here I hate like, him. I know what he's doing here. I know he's going to be stupid and he's going to. Thank you. Thank you, Matty K. I thought I was taking crazy pills here. Everybody's all like, oh, slap nuts. You get it. I'm like, no, I do get it. He's an old man who just goes around with. He's a he's old man. Elias is what you're telling me. Great. Good job. Hey, Elias, you got a future. Okay. My same argument on both sides. You're just you're taking it away. You're taking that spot away from somebody else who gets a chance. Uh, uh, so well, I don't know. AEW doesn't have a problem po- posting chances for people. That's for if, sure. If you would have saw it, because he's paired up with he came in with Jay Lethal, and maybe they'll end up getting Jay Lethal with uh, Briscoe together. Um, I don't know, but I, I'm, I'm. I think Lethal is going to leave him for FTR. I'm here for Jeff Jarrett on the farm. Like, like if you would have seen that, that would have that. That's that's what I enjoy. But let's let's keep it moving, moving on. Let's keep it moving to Christian Cage and Wardlow. The TNT championship. I, I need to give I need to give my just initial reactions to this, just because they were great. I just I Run feel like I love them. Run First off, right right away, seeing um, Christian Cage come out, and I'm just, and then all of a sudden I'm like, it's the Lizard Man, and I'm like, wait a second, behind him, that's that's the Lizard Man from Big Brother. I don't know if you guys know this, but uh, I do. Luchasaurus was on Big Brother, and I knew him immediately from that tree tattoo. As soon as I saw it, I was like, no, this dude used to be a wrestler, and he was he was such a little. Uh, words I'm not gonna say on the podcast in, in Big Brother. He was he was very whipped by like some of the women that were in there, and he made himself kind of weak. And so it's just I don't know. It's kind of funny seeing him in this like lizard mask, but but that's that's fine. Uh, uh, the other thing though, I just I had to know right away. Oh oh god, my I'm TBZ. I'm taking this from you. My wag the finger. I don't know if this is a set. I have to imagine it's a set piece from him. But if Christian's gonna walk out in a turtleneck sweater. You better have a chain that you pull out from underneath that. I need to see a chain in the turtleneck sweater. And I almost wanted to give it a honk just for the crowd when the crowd started chanting, Turtleneck! Turtleneck! <laughs> Let's go! Let's go! Uh, to be honest, I gave this match no honks. So that's why I, I probably... this I, I noted in this, this is a cool-down match. So I don't pay attention to the to the Christian Cage Luchas Award. Just Christian wow. Cage. I, I thought Cage looked phenomenal in this match, especially after all the issues I just had with two older WWE guys who had moved over. I thought he looked phenomenal in this match. Ditto. 
Uh, I, he, he, he sure, whatever. Jumped, it's a cool-down uh, match. In comparison to what we just had before, this is a cool-down match, all right? This is just like, oh, big dudes. Can I just tell you my biggest problem with this match is when all of a sudden Arn Anderson decides that he's going to go zombie uh, fucking... Uh, yeah, what is uh, happening? The, the match where he's on the outside just like, I'm just going to start biting things off. Like, that was... Yeah. I'm like, what? It was a little too much. At first was I was like, what? Much. Is he going to suck his thumb? What is... Oh, God, he's biting it. That was awkward. Was this match. All right, I'm taking the reins here for this match because this is my third favorite match of the fucking weekend, and I cannot believe that someone doesn't like it as much as I love this damn match because it had everything. I guess with that... The AEW I- Championship better be above this match or uh, we're done with this podcast. That's all I'm saying. The spot that I had on here with... The thumb. I actually thought would have been more sold better from Luchasaurus. Like, like for some reason, he just goes. He just was like, "Look at my character. Look at my thumb. It's it's not there anymore." As opposed to like him making it sell, or like ah, like ah, I can't use this, or like just he didn't really sell it. So that that kind of took away from it. And it wasn't needed. It was just wacky, and it was whatever. But the broken ladder spot was kind of cool. Him just trying to yes. walk up and then go. Oh my! It. With like, the legs still off the ground, and you could see it that way for a minute. And the ref had to jump in and be like, "No, you please you're don't." That was this, that was then, so <laughs> awesome. I did like that. Doing the spin throw onto the ladder, which was kind of like like that was just awesome. And then hearing Taz say "yam bag" on the rung, that was kind of fun. You know, like he's he, he he at least once or twice he's talked about the yam bag. So I just like when Taz says that it's funny. I will say that I did like the the Roman Mike catch style from Wardlow when Aaron knocked uh, Christian off the mat and he caught him right in time to yeah, do that, a power. That was bomb, a good so. finish, like off yeah. the ladder. So the yeah, ladder. that was that, that was a honk. Bomb. I'm sorry, my bad. I didn't I didn't give this no honks. My bad. Yeah, I kind of I. I, I but to piggyback support. off a of Taz real quick, I just want to also comment that in during OC's match, he mispronounced one of OC's moves. It's Stun Dog Millionaire. And he goes, Stun Dog Jones. <laughs> and I'm just like, what are you doing, Taz? Well, is this where they switched? Is this where they switched? Uh, uh, no, I, I think I have it as the next one because I actually put that down and I was like, thank God JR is off the freaking <laughs> yeah, He can't stay mic. on this long. Oh my God. <laughs> I think I asked his head time. Right now. He, got dr- he got drunk. We all know he got drunk. <laughs> Shivani is so much more fun right now. He's having such a great time. The, He's very I, good. The guys there are just like, especially Taz. I mean, I'm not saying that they don't have something in their ear, but they don't really have any... What he telling them what to say at all? They're really just going off the cusp, which is kind of fun. But moving on, it is no, no but it, it's it's weird in spots. And like I said, almost almost what made me appreciate Cole this weekend, Michael Cole. Like I said, because I, I normally don't like him, was how much I didn't enjoy AEW's commentary at all. And I think like, I, I think JR ruined it. it. Doesn't with the thing, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. but especially for me though, like the first time. Like they they didn't explain enough things that there were there were too many times that I was confused as to what was going on and I needed them to lead me there and, I, and so I don't know again maybe you're just trying to go to a crowd that you expect is going to well, be there every time but they're just to, to defend just to defend the promotion if you watched at all weekly Escalibur talks like the Micro Machines guy so and that's his real name it's that wasn't just a play for Vegas no yeah no that is his Excalibur name oh my is, god Excalibur he's the dude in the mask the man in the mask yeah. yeah. That's he's the always announcer. Name is Excalibur. Anyway, uh, moving on. <laughs> Tony Storm versus Jamie Hader. 
And I think this is mostly because of the real injury to the shoulder with, um, with Jamie. And they just had a real match. They allowed her to do something. But it was a quick finish, and half of it was her getting beat up before the match even started. So, yeah. So, I have uh, one thing that, again, so just from an outside perspective, the they were really building Wembley and the trip to London right before this match. And mm-hmm. so, when she lost it, a part of me was just like, okay, so now she's lost her belt. She's from the UK. So, now you have a quick little build-up story of her trying to get retribution. You have this rematch. She wins it back. That's a great story for the hometown fans. Both and, and makes sense. It super makes sense. Yeah, yep, they'll it's both a work story. for that. Yep. And... I like that they kind of Saraya and Ruby, you know, beat up the match. Well, or I'm sorry, Britain Sheeta took out Saraya and Ruby, and then that sweet cheek, like the the music, the that sweet she, cheek called, music, sweet cheek music is so nasty. It's the one I'm gonna like, get her to name that move because they don't, they don't, they don't even have a name for it. So I'm like, no, I thought I've heard Escalibur talk. About, I thought I've heard her talk about. I actually think what's the name of the move? RJ City has brought it up and it's called it sweet cheek music with her on her interview. Oh. Yeah, we're 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 not breaking anything new. This is this is old. We're we're running with it. We're making it a thing. But yeah, it was a we quick manifest. finish. It was it was kind of a, and the crowd wasn't as here for the end. Uh, yeah. My yeah. only note: Tony can't bitch about that interim belt thing anymore. No. Oh, she didn't. She actually <laughs> threw Tony under the bus in the press conference afterwards. She like. Anyway. Well. Tony, Tony Storm sitting next to Tony Khan kind of uh, said, yeah, we all remember that yeah, interview yeah, shit yeah. was bullshit. Too Super many Tonys, all right? Yeah. Anyway, well, do you have to say anything about this match, Matty K, before we get to House of Black Open Challenge? Uh, no. Like I said, the uh, really my only uh, little mark on it was the the little uh, butt bump she did in that in the corner. That was... That Sweet was, cheek yeah. music, baby. Yeah, that uh, that actually that looked that looked nasty. nice. Yep, yep. Uh, that that oh. looked really nice. Uh, <laughs> I actually want to hear your opinion, Maddie K, of the House of Black Open Challenge because the this trios is a lot championship of match. The never trios seen, never seen a trio new. match before. Oh, any trios, which is kind no, of no. This but, was this this was a whole new thing for me. And can I just say thank you because this was the one thing that they actually stopped and was like. Here are the rules for a trios match. It's like, okay, I know what I'm getting get into. Get Not trios, House of Black. They're asserting those rules on their championship yeah, like, matches. They're like, every defense, these are the rules. And you have to fight us in these rules. Yeah, sorry, we're stumbling all over us. I'm just trying to explain that with the House of Black of how, like, just a couple weeks ago, they just decided, yeah, the regular just tag rules of a triple threat, we we're going to step it up and make it even cooler. Not only that, but, like, if you notice, the lights were different. With that, like, with the spiral, the first week they did it, they had it completely pitch black with only lights on the ring. And yeah, like kind of like an NXT takeover. <laughs> so they uh, I, I, I had I had the note I had the note of asking if the pay per view went to dark mode during this match. <laughs> <laughs> this is what it felt like. But yes, I I, uh, I definitely like it was it was cool to see this. Um, I gave this an immediate honk because, good lord, the diss track. To coming out to, I was up. I was throw. I threw my hat on the ground at the Dom reference at Buddy Murphy. I everyone was, loves oh the acclaimed. Oh the rap was god. fire. It was so good. I was yeah, yeah. When he made that reference, I was like, oh my god. Oh, <laughs> I thought they were losing the belts in this match. To be honest, with that kind of rap, I was like, is this it? Are we done with the open houses? It was. Acclaimed has bars, baby. Acclaimed has bars. That part was awesome. 
Um, I will say with the claim, like I was very big on them immediately. And then I, I laughed at the first scissor joke and then they got to a couple more scissor jokes. And I was like, all right, this is getting a little, yeah. old. But, then they, but, then, yeah. but then they did this, but then they did scissor me timber oh, and I lost it at that daddy. one. Yeah. So they had me back. Oh, scissor me daddy. Uh, I did right. like that move too. Where I, I just want to piggyback off this real quick. I really enjoyed. So I noticed when that happened, everybody from House of Black immediately went to the other opponent and like got them in a hold or something. It was wild. Like I watched and they're like, oh, I'm calling this move. We're doing it. And then Malachi got him into a submission. And when that happened, the other two just book it. And I just see them just like dart. And they're like already like up on top of them. I was like, that's cool. They're just like, whoa. <laughs> Sorry, just this match was cool. It was a good match. No, no, you're you're okay. But yeah, it uh, it was it was cool. Just kind of see everything. Um, it took me probably uh, half the match before I actually realized that was Billy Gunn, and then I <laughs> laughed even more when they said his name was Daddy Ass. Um, <laughs> yep. So can I tell you a quick backstory? Uh, when I was in um, like third grade, I brought in a cassette tape to my music class, and for some reason we had to, I don't I couldn't tell you the whole reason why we had to bring in a song, but um, I recorded on my cassette player playing off my DVD or my CD player with it, with the WWE entrance music, I played Billy Gunn's ass man entrance music, but every time it's played, I came over, I recorded that over this cassette tape. So it went, yeah, I'm a, and I go, but man, and just, it's, <laughs> your I, dreams I are coming true. My man um, exists as the ass man, but, but yeah, it, it was, it was pretty amazing. Um, I was pretty happy just to see him for a second. And then I had to laugh. I, I don't know if you guys get this, but, uh, again, this is my haters view. I had to think it was pretty funny that uh, Billy Gunn walks up and does the DX like symbol or, or motion and then immediately loses like that's what you get for bringing WWE into this match. Like it was just I, I thought it was a little subtle jab and I did have to laugh a little bit about it. Mr. Rizzo, you eventually muted. got the squash with the I don't mean it was a squash match. That's not what I meant, but like. When I hear House of Black come out in their entrance and then someone makes fun of Brody King, I'm expecting Brody King to kill somebody. So, like, that's just how I was expecting. And then, like, it was a good match. It was a fun match. Bowens and Malachi Black went head-to-head a little bit. That popped yeah. me for a bit. And um, I didn't think the crowd was into it enough. But there was a spot during the match that they showcased the crowd and they showed this old guy in the corner with – no shirt on, a long beard, and there were two women next to him. He had like a red solo cup, and the two women next to him were about like 30 years younger than him. And Taz oh, just goes, no. oh, my God, what's going on over there? And I was like, oh, that's fun. That's funny. So, like, again, oh, Taz no. on commentary, just fun times. So that's that's what I noticed about this. The, uh, the, the next match, actually, I have one note about uh, somebody in the crowd. Uh, during the TBS match, they show a guy, and his shirt just said, no snow, no show. <laughs> is he? Is he just wanting yeah, Sting to come back? Yeah, is that yeah, what it is? He wants the winter is coming. Al snow. I gave... Al snow. Oh, okay. All right. All right. That's, that, that's how Al snow. <laughs> I gave this. I gave the trios match two honks. But let's Did move on to the. Let's move on to the TBS Championship. Taya Valkyrie versus Jade Cargill. Where we're I looking for you? snow. <laughs> I have, I have to ask one question. Um, yeah. What is the TBS title? This was never explained to me. I don't, what, is it just a women's title? Is it a, yeah. A, yeah. It's ju- so it's like, is it like the women's intercontinental well, title? 
There's a TNT championship and there's a TBS yes. championship. Yes, it so is like the IC belt. When the belts had came out, one show was on TNT, one show was on TBS, and one was for the men and one was for the women. And they were just on two different shows. But now I think both shows are on TBS, so it's kind of weird. So it's kind of like the Raw and SmackDown okay. women's thing, right? Okay. Okay. So it's not just. No, no, Wait, no. It's mean? not. There's not. There's, there's only... no brands for AEW. Yeah. Like there's one yeah. TNT championship. There's one TBS championship. There's only two belts for women in the entire. Here, I'm going to settle it. It's the IC belt. There's the women's belt Correct. and then the TBS belt. That's there's it. the men's well, belt and then the TNT belt. They're like that. That makes that makes more sense. All I'm all I'm saying is I'm looking at this TNT and TBS belt being defended on Bleacher Report. I don't see the U.S. title being defended in Saudi Arabia. So like, let's cut a little slack one way or the other. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Well, that's the that's the show that they're on. I guess that's what makes sense. It's it's. Yeah, I got you. I got you. I'm picking up what you're putting down. So I gave this match three hawks. Yes, I love this match. Um, I have to say the crowd was like 65-35 for Jade. Um, But the sliding suplex from Taya was awesome. But the startup before the match even started, when Jade came out with her entrance and she danced with her sorority, I go, oh, there's no fucking way she's losing with that dance. Which I was (laughs) correct. I was correct. Jade did not lose the match against Ty, which was awesome. But she kicked out of the um, the road the kick the road to Valhalla, which made yeah. it even better because they both have the same finisher. That's that the story that that was the story, Maddie, that they had between the two of them is that they both have the same finisher. And in an earlier thing, Taya tried to wrestle her without being able to use that. that so this time she finally her. got her up, hit her with the finisher, and then Jade kicked out of it. That's when and I knew was she like, wasn't going to win this yeah. match. I was just so like, she won. She was 60 and 0. And then Smart Mark Sterling had to run his damn mouth and tried to get an open challenge. And then this is where I got to say the crowd really picked up. That was my next question. I was like, that's I was like, is this TBS like the 24 7 belt? It isn't, but she has just been so dominant over the last few weeks that they've She's just brought out. But, but like two weeks ago or three weeks ago, she was like at 53 or 54. They've brought out like a few people that she just squashed to get that number to 60. So they the did it again. She had an open challenge where they did it three times. They yeah. actually brought in for people to pad the stats. So that it's, yeah, that was a gag or a story that was being told throughout this. So Mark, so that was not Mark, uncommon Mark, for him to run his mouth like he did. Yeah, he did it one too many times though. And I think the crowd popped for this more than anything else of the night. Um, this is where the crowd really woke up for the rest of the show and Statlander's music coming out and we are all like, oh shit, Jade's going to lose that damn title. Can I, can I, <laughs> truth be told, I would, I didn't pop for Statlander. I popped for her winning the belt though, because I thought that was, I was, I was shocked. I didn't th- I thought she was just showing up to be like, yo, I'm gonna challenge you on dynamite. And she's like, no, we're going to fight now. And I'm taking that belt. I was like, oh Jesus. Okay. I thought this was going to be a feud. My only one little fun thing with this whole, with, again, because this was this was new to me, I really didn't know who she was or anything, but Zolf seemed very reminiscent to me. TBZ, I don't know if you'll know this, but uh, Mr. Rizzo, have you, do you know where you've seen this before? And oddly enough, also in Vegas. What's that? Just someone coming back and winning in an open challenge? Yeah. Uh, I don't Seth Rollins. Uh, no, so Seth was a Money in the Bank thing. WrestleMania 9, Hulk Hogan returned. And fought Yokozuna after Yokozuna battled with Bret Hart 
and fought him immediately and won in like 22 seconds that. or something. You know, it, it's WrestleMania nine. I don't think many of us are going to necessarily remember that. But well, the difference, uh, maybe, and you can tell was me in, that it was in Vegas too. I thought that part was, was funny. Was Hogan injured at all? Yeah, he had ju- uh, he had just come back. I don't. I couldn't. Statlander's been, been out for like eight or nine months with like or more than a year or something like that without. With, this is with like the right. Bobby Lashley thing with me, Maddie Kay. Remember when we were first watching and Bobby Lashley came back and you're like, this is a big deal. I'm like, who the fuck is this dude? That's kind of yeah. what's happening here. Yeah. Statlander's right. a big deal. She's one of the like pillars well, of women's wrestling in AEW. I'm comparing her to Hulk Hogan. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm just wondering if there was a similar angle with the, long, the length of injury. Speaking yeah. of pillars... The yes. AEW Championship in a fatal four-way between MJF, Sammy Guevara, Jungle Boy, and Darby Allen. And boy, oh boy, did Sammy have a thing to tell us before the match started. I immediately text being like, MJF is going to win because Sammy's going to take the pinfall because he needs the money for his child and an open check can do that for him. I was like, this is what's going to happen. I can't believe it. So <laughs> I want right to front of our face to that as well, TVZ. They have been slowly telling you all the backstory of Sammy Guevara on the AEW All Access show, which runs after Dynamite. And I had joked earlier, a few podcasts ago, of how they're slowly making me like Sammy Guevara. Because he had been a heel, no matter how much they try to make him a babyface in this four-way between MJF, majority of the fans are not going to buy it. They're still going to boo him because... He proposed to his uh, high school sweetheart, and then a few months later, he proposed to Taya Mello. But we're not going to get any more into that detail. Um, the main Fatal reason, four away? The, main, well, the, <laughs> the whole point I was making with this is that when he announced that he was a that he was having a baby with Mello, it was an actual baby face turn. Like the majority of the crowd are now like, "Cool, yes. I kind of like this guy even more," because majority of the crowd are not like me. They don't watch. All access. They have no clue how much of a nice guy this is backstage. So this was an actual baby face turn. And just to pick it up, well, then what I say also did the same thing. So just to mention, well, then I'm going to counter you by saying, God damn, MJF is the fucking best in the world. This entrance, I popped so hard. I'd give it two honks if I could. I gave it no honks. Actually, no, I did. I did give his entrance a honk. Uh, coming down off of that golden throne, walking through the fucking harpies that are all reaching out to him, and he was just beelining it for the ring. He was all serious business in that mask. I loved it. Throwing the gun. Maddie K, that mask is a reference to what pay-per-view Mr. is I'm thinking of. There was a match that got him a chip for a championship reign, which won him this belt that he has, and he wore this devil mask, and it was during that match he came... Uh, he bribed that's when the firm came out and he bribed them to basically like keep everybody aside. And he came out in this devil's mask, came up and grabbed the poker chip and said, I win. And everybody goes, who the fuck is that? And he's like, fuck all you. And then he leaves. So I loved his entrance. And God damn it. I, he, this man came to fight. All right. I had a, I had one little quick note on every person's entrance. Um, First off for Jungle Boy was I love that his I love the Jurassic Park whoa, themed graphics. Whoa, whoa, thought the, whoa, thought that part was great. Yeah. Uh, Sammy, I put he's so pretty. <laughs> and then aw. <laughs> like that that, that 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 was pretty cool. That was a pretty cool moment. Um I was exceptionally confused by the Darby Elvis promo thing. He's that a stunt dude. And so they're in Vegas. Class. 
Yeah. Also, cool. not really know, not really knowing who Darby Allen was before. Um, I also, when I first saw him, wanted to start going, baby sting, do 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 do, baby sting. Start off with sting. So yeah. I saw that afterwards. I was like, because I wanted to see, if, but he had that before sting, right? If I understand yeah. that right. Okay, so that's I actually I was trying to see if that was a pre or after Sting thing, uh, and then the only thing actually the MJF thing I did start writing like that I thought like the the part of that the first part of it was cool, but then I saw the his twenty twenty three record of being two and zero, and all I thought was who are you Roman? Like, are you gonna, f- sir? It's May. It's the end of May. Let's at get some more. At least more he's on the TV. He's he's around on the episodes. You see him. He just doesn't wrestle. He finds a way. He finds oh. a way. MJF finds a way. I'll tell you that much. Roman yeah, doesn't need. Does Roman doesn't need to talk? He's got his people to talk for him. I, I more associate him more of a Brock character. Like he, like he wrestles just as much as Brock does. How about that? No, well, that that part that part's good. All right, and then I just want to say my one quick thing with the beginning of the match. Um, MJF definitely earned my respect with that JJ strut into the Val Venus uh, hip moves. I, both were done perfect. Perfectly, so he got some he got some points from me for those two. I gave this match four plus honks, the one, the first of its kind. No other match in this entire weekend gave me that. This match was uh, is flawless. It was beautiful. Uh, just all the segments, everybody would get their turn. This is my turn to do my move, and then I come in and do that move. Sometimes we all do the same move at each other. Uh, then we but get then MJF you all in the mix. Kick. What's up? Yeah, that drop yeah. kick. That was, that was the first a weird. Thing. They like all three of them went to go dropkick yeah. each other and just like missed it. Because they're all the same. They're all in the same caliber of. They know each other so well. They have the only, history. So, so the only thing I would say that just really jumped out to me immediately about this match is how small I thought all everybody was. Like I'm, I'm sitting there watching them going, "Dude, Ricochet? Are you sure you're telling me Ricochet could be an AEW champion?" Because yes. I, I went and looked all of them up. Like none. Uh, MJF is a pretty good size, but all these other dudes were like my size. So if there was one draw to me for this match, it was more of the like, Hey, I could do that. See, I could be in that match. Whereas I feel like WWE, it's like, I watch people and I'm like <laughs> me versus Bobby Lashley. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm going to run here for a minute and just say like that. It almost looks like the three of them would almost be like in new Japan's like super juniors and need to build up more of being a, of a credible threat to MJF where MJF looks like the heavyweight versus the three guys that are a little more scrappy and they're going to, that's why it's a fatal four way. It's a handicap match, not a (laughs) formidable opponent. I think that if you really watch some other fatal four ways, this is going to stand out from those four for, I mean, in from those matches, because there are not a lot of spots where there's just two people wrestling. Yes, there's, there's so that's much what I loved about it. I really appreciated that. And that's what it was a different story for all of them doing stuff. And then I, I had mentioned it before of just how much I love MJF talking of like, oh, shit. Oh, like that. Like he it's was that going new over Japan wrestling. You hear him. Yeah. Uh, like to get that over. And then even Darby did it as well. Um, all but of really them MJF getting... was the catalyst for that. Correct. Let's get real. He does that in all of his matches. And that's what I mean when I say he's the best in the world. He has these little details to him. You're just like, you're wow. Just wow. And he, he's, he was consistent with talking during the match, like I said. But when they did that kick you were mentioning, and then he just skips on the ring and does a little golf clap. Yep. Like, oh, yeah. Great job, guys. Great job. Like, who cares? Um, 
But I actually thought when they announced it with the baby or talking about the money or still talking about him uh, one more chance at the end to take the money, there was a slight possibility of them doing a heel turn for me with Jungle Boy. Like, because that is, the story I've been telling is that he's the ultimate, like, baby face and he doesn't want to do stuff that would compromise him being, like, he wouldn't even use the belt in a fatal four-way where it wasn't, like, we could use the belt to hit someone with and he didn't want to. So people are not really behind him. So I thought he was going to super kick Sammy Guevara and say, I'll take the I'll take the money, Max, and then lay down for him and then let Max win and then be the ultimate heel. And I, it didn't happen, but... It, I just had a small possibility of that happening. Sir, what are these super kicks that you're talking about? I was I was very confused by this. I need to ask about this. All I heard were thrust kicks mm-hmm. until until it was the uh, until the last match. That's the only time I heard it called a super kick. Every other time it was a thrust kick, and I had to be like, "What? What? What are we talking? What? Wow! I didn't pick up on that. That's uh, that's oh, kind of odd. Yeah, I didn't I, pick I, up all on they it. said was thrust kick. Because um, in my head, I'm just always calling it a super kick, and I was just over the commentary. But because of the Bucks just being super kick party, I don't know first, if that's why that they was did the, that. Yeah, the first time that I actually heard the phrase super kick was the, was when the Young Bucks were doing it. Every yeah, Everything else was thrust kick, and I was very confused by that, honestly. And then the start, the, the, fa- the uh, four-way submission. And the best part of it is that two or th- two of them are natural, and then... MJF is just kind of stumbling across the ring, yes, and then he trips into it, and then someone gets the fourth one, and it was just it was. There's really a pickle. Funny. He got himself wrapped up. Yeah, it was really funny. <laughs> I love the four way submission. So uh, the human centipede submission, as I wanted to call it. Uh, don't call it <laughs> Please don't call it that. Mm. Uh, <laughs> listen, the one thing that kind of like made me just like again cringe for a second. Um, I had to, well, maybe in a laughing way. MJF when he pulled out that ring and put it on his finger, yeah. the look on his face, I'm like, bro, are you trying to be Gollum with your ring? Like he just <laughs> had this very weird like eyes yeah. bulging. I'm like, that was that was he used that a lot. I didn't like that. He used that to defend a lot in his matches for his championship, and uh, he won it in a tournament. He's leaned it's, on that. He's leaned on it a lot. Leaned on that to the point where they've how many times have they've had that match for that ring? Two or three times. He's the only one that's ever won it. Yeah, it's three times. He's made sure that he has gone out of the way to get help or make something else happen to like have other people in the match with him to make sure he wins or that diamond ring. Out to him while the so he, had, he, had, he always has it in his trunks so he can pull it out and sneakily hit some with it. And like it's going it's into like, the match. It's like Triple H, which is sledgehammer, you know, he's, he's going to find a way to use it. But like, here's the difference. Like, this is the second last match that we were going to talk about compared to the first match that we started talking about. Going into Seth Rollins and AJ Styles, I knew who the winner was, but they didn't tell me a reason why I should think AJ was going to win, so I didn't care. In this one, I knew who the winner was going to be, but they told me a lot of different reasons why somebody else could win, so I was I was more into the match. Like, because I there was a 98% chance MJF was retaining for me. Like I did not do good recap throughout the weeks leading up to it. But yeah, that's what I got to say about that match before we get to the last one. I just, I just want to point out in this match, one of my honks were just that they did the moves of all their mentors. Yes. I think we, that that was was very cool. That was cool. I really liked that. Wait, wait, what did MJF do on that one in particular? 
the, uh, he, the, the, the crossroads. Crossroads, because yes, of his... Okay, uh, I forgot. I was, I, was, I, I was waiting to see if they would if they would talk about Goldust or Dustin and, and or, or if they would talk about uh, uh, Cody, but they, they did mention Cody. I did like that. Um, yeah, they... just, just my quick thing, like from the outside perspective again, this is my first chance to get to watch MJF. I re- again, I really did like that intro. I thought that part was that part was really cool. Um, as far as like, right, he's the only. If he felt like he was the only heel in that, so it, it did give him a little bit of an advantage. Like he could be super bad, but Sammy was be, technically a heel until. See, but but, I, but I, I I liked Sammy the whole time. Like I thought right. he was. That's he, what he Mr. Rizzo was commenting on. Is he literally changed face that moment? Like he was so, a heel. He teamed with MJF leading up to this, which turned this into a fatal four way. Yeah, like that's yeah. But between anyway. the so between the goal the like the golem face that I, I just I marked down yeah. the um the one where the spitting I think he spit on somebody he and that is one of the, always are you talking about when he on his entrance? Uh, no, this was in the middle of the match, like oh, just okay. in like a very heel move. He spit. He was standing over the dude and spit on him, and it's such a heel move that I think works so effective. That that that, that gets my blood boiling. That's just me, but like I so like he he just he played the villain so so well, and then I give him. The credit at the end, kind of like I got talked about it a couple times in this, a smart move. Like the ending, the ending to me was abrupt. I guess I didn't expect it because I didn't feel like other than Darby. Dar- is Darby's fall backward thing? Is that his finisher? Often yeah, drop. Often yeah. oh, drop. Oh, yep. Okay. So, so to me, that was the only finisher I saw. If anybody else did their finisher, I didn't. Nothing correct. about the presentation. Correct. Okay. So nothing about the presentation made sense to me. So the finish to me seemed ab- almost abrupt, but. I love smart moves. And that was like throwing the belt down for him to fall on. Like that was such a smart move. And I appreciated that of being like, look, 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 um, a championship match, a top championship match, a heavyweight, heavyweight with guys that are all under 200 pounds. It's, but heavyweight it's the match. AEW championship. They don't say oh. heavyweight. All right. All right. I thought it said AEW heavyweight. No, championship. No, no, they know they're wrestlers. All right. They're not all trying to be heavyweight. All right. All right. That's fine. That's fine. Then. That's fine then. But, uh, but no, but I thought, I thought that was an, an unexpected, almost slightly abrupt, but uh, uh, a cool ending. Oh, it's specifically the AEW world championship. Oh, I'd have to world. say that the story that I think that, that MJF had talked about was specifically beating Darby Allen with a headlock takeover. Yeah, because he tried it earlier in the in the match, too. Well, no, like earlier, either the week before or something else, he had said something about how like he even called his shot or how he couldn't get something done. So the win with that particular move is something that he mentioned in the press conference afterwards, which just adds more to the story and to the mm-hmm. match and just layers. Well, he did do it in the match too. Yeah. Like Darby Allen just did it, which was weird though. And I was just like, I don't know why he tried to do that. And I'm like, yeah, that is weird. And then, you know, obviously to show right. that. MJF the, con- the context, the context for me definitely helps. Cause that I was, I was confused why that move did it, but that, that, that does help. Yeah. So it was, it was really fun. This was my favorite match on of the weekend. Uh, I loved everything about it. And just to tell you, because we're not going to spend a lot of time, my top three of the weekend was this uh, number one. I had mentioned a number three as being the uh, Wardlow match already. But my, my, to- two, my tope won again, Mr. Rizzo. <laughs> I but, told you this match is going to honk. Yes, yes. But my number two on the match, or number two of the weekend, was a, not a match we're going to talk about. And it was Ela uh, uh, Dragunov and Dijak. Um, and, uh, it was a last man standing match where 
Uh, the hard punch was nasty. There were they threw away like a broken like a back of the neck again off the hardest part of the ring, and I I think Dragonoff broke his own arm Oof. and was holding his arm broken and finished the match in the last man standing. Oof. So. That was the number that, two that favorite man match loves of the him week. some pain. Dragonoff and the Nation of Speculation, he's the one that's going to take the belt off of uh, uh, Gunther. So that's my thing. Anyway, they did have a honker of a match in NXT. Keep yeah. moving with the last match of the card, which was the so not main event. Bro. You want to talk about me not being able to follow what was going on in the first match? I'll oh say this. God. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I want to start. I want to set us everything real quick all right. before I let all you guys go. And I'm going to sit back and let you go. Going in with the match called Anarchy in Arena, and what they have done in the past is, you know, it's going to be crazy. But the one rule that they don't really tell you, but you should know the rule is, the match has to finish in the ring. So, I didn't know that. Like, <laughs> they, like, I, it yeah. always has to come back to the ring and finish. So as crazy as it always going to be and you not being able to follow, I know that's not going to end randomly in the stairs. So no, anyway, let's go on. Say real quick, and I'll let Maddie K go. Um, it may have been that I was I watched this pay-per-view live, and I was trying to finish Night of Champions before this pay-per-view, and that may have been because I was trying to do that and then go straight into this pay-per-view. But after that fatal four-way, I go, oh, there's another match? And they're like, Anarchy in the Arena. I'm like, do we have to? I mean, I'm spent. Like, that last match was great. I'm good. No more pizza. <laughs> all right, Maddie K. What did you think? Just run. Go for it. I want to hear I'm everything gonna, you got. I'm, all right. I'm going to go straight down my line here. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say I get a little I get a little wild this, here at the beginning. I'll, I will say the chaoticness happened last time. And I also hated it when they did the, it then, too. Yeah. So so uh, just I guess my first two overall themes in the whole thing were uh, for, first, fire, fire your technical director. Because whoever was making the decisions about when to cut the cameras was awful. Because I there were so many cool spots that you just never saw. Yeah, that's the match. That, I think they could have done a better job it. of like doing the golf thing where they show it like after it happened and then make it look like it was live. But hey, that, they'll learn. I actually, I actually enjoyed the split screen a lot during it. Like that helped. Like you should do something. Even if you did a three screen in that, because you're going to have so many things going on. I think that almost makes we're sense. We're so but, spoiled with Zoom, man. We want more uh, screens. No, I, I listen, listen. I, I hear you on that, but uh, so yeah, so that that those are the only things that kind of threw me off. Um, I had to, I, I cringed a little bit at the beginning. Um, again, so just uh, just from an outside perspective, I saw a bunch of white dudes walk out, calling themselves the elites, who added a guy named Hangman, and then I watched a guy come out, start singing in blackface, and I was like, what? What is going on here? I don't right know now? what that mask was, and I also was like, "What is happening?" Right now? That was that was super if weird. We're gonna um, get into that. We can at least say. No, what no, else do you just, want? Let's just go right past it. Let's just go right I past just, it. That's... He at least got his face kicked in, and it he was did. a mask. But like, if you got to come up and stuff, like, dude, you shouldn't be doing that. We're gonna kick you in the face. All right, we move on. That's all. See, I'm gonna... The young bucks were looking out for you, Maddie K. They're like, yeah, fuck this guy, right? <laughs> Jesus yeah. Christ. He got it. Right. We're like, you should. This should not have been made. I don't know why. At least he had a red mark on his chin. But yes, I don't know why it was there. Let's keep it going. But right. real quick so right before th that, with the music, yeah, my first honk actually when he kicked the band. 
<laughs> the last Anarchy in the Music, they just played it over the loudspeaker, and then Jericho went to the box and ripped the ripped the plug out so it stopped playing. This time, they beat up the live band, and then the music stopped. And that's like, because it just kept playing, because that's what Moxley has wanted them to do. Just keep playing it over and over again while he's beating the crap out of people. All right, that make that makes sense because that part was again also very confusing me. I'm like, this is this is this is half distracting, but okay. Um, all right, write down my notes too. I'm pretty sure that I thought the announcers made some note about how the first blood was actually from the ref, and I had to laugh at that. I didn't actually see that, but I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, you know, if you had that um, on your DraftKings card over Moxley, I'm surprised. Like, I don't yeah, know. Nope. It had to have been that's a thousand a to one uh, odds of Moxley nope. bleeding first, and it went with Rick Fox. Never would have <laughs> got that one. <laughs> no, sir. Uh, I had to laugh at the, oh, my God, he has two eyes. <laughs> uh, shocker moxley bleeding didn't didn't see that well, that's didn't, what didn't the fourth thing was all about too he uh, did that to hangman in a previous match and so Dexter my next line of the eye patch yeah my next line of that was uh hey ma what's for dinner it's omega <laughs> and now oh. from domino's <laughs> oh my god the uh they kept talking about their announce desk and i'm kind of actually sad that there was no big spot with the announce table because they were stressing it the entire thing oh, but, i hope uh, our announce desk is okay but you better not come over with this announce desk yeah it was but, kind uh, of a checkoff table moment when tony yeah. shivani's like we're finally here for like the first time i don't know why we're here and then yeah nothing happened i have no I, idea why that I, was the case can i jump in real quick and i uh, yeah. Mr. Rizzo, we were making Marvel uh, comments about this uh, pre- last week. If Omega is Captain America, then Claudio is Winter Soldier. I just want to say that real quick. Yes, I love that. So I love that on. reference. Dead love on. that Whatever. reference. Right, because he did. He caught his shield. I was like, oh, where have we seen this before? <laughs> uh, I did put on here. I'm just like, oh, somebody got left backstage for minutes at a time. There's got to be something cool coming up. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> Exploding super kick. Really? <laughs> yeah. And like. There was no explanation. Nowhere ever in the... Like, that's where I need Michael Cole to be like, well, obviously this happened backstage. Give me some backstory. But it was just like, nope, we just... The backstory like, is the Young Bucks love shoes and they're a super kick party. That's it. Right. TBZ, no, I... that's that's as much as background we can give you on that one. There's nothing insinuating that they're going to use explosives, that they're going to use something special. It just happened. And... The only thing I can think of is that, like, like a year or so ago, at some interview, they because they've done so many crazy spots and stuff where they like they the, they had the the thumbtack shoe where they threw over the uh, the cage to use, but they mentioned yeah. they wanted to light their shoe on fire, hit someone with the flaming shoe. They kind of upped that with the exploding shoe, so I don't know if that spot's gonna happen. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was here for it. That that, that part was wild. Uh, I did have, with the tax. I did have to laugh. I think. The person who took the text the worst was the ref. Um, I'm going to skip over the ending. I'll let you guys talk about the ending because th- that wasn't anything that I'm going to understand. But uh, I, if you notice at the end, after the after they win, after the win, uh, the ref's like trying to walk away. He had to like kneel down into the tax, and he's like falling over, holding his like like ah, ah, my leg, like trying to. Ah! He looked like he had the worst. All right, and then my last note that was on here was just are are we. Are we really believing this screwdriver thing? And if we are, I never want to hear about Rollins and Mysterio and the eye popping out ever again, ever again. Because this, I just can we just not? 
can we just get away from the screwdriver and eyeballs and weird? I, I don't know. It's just, it, it's not my, it's the not only my thing. thing. Real quick end up for would be they've had multiple angles where they just jab at someone's eye and it bleeds. They never insinuate that someone's eye is gone or they can't see. Someone just wears an eye patch and then Moxley has done it where he's like been in character wherever he's gone and he's wrestled with it on other promotions. But is, yeah, but I, I get you. If they're going to tell us that he actually lost his eye and then, you know, two months later he can see, that's not fun. That's not a good story. I gave this match three honks. Um, one notable honk, I did like the combo between Hangman and Omega with the dead eye into the one-winged angel. That was, that was pretty sweet. Four-way tope was amazing. Yes, the four-way tope. That was kind of like the, the Terminator. Oh, yeah, the Terminator tope. thing. Da, 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 That's yeah, from that Kenny. Was... Kenny does the Terminator tope, and then all four of the guys did it. That was kind of cool. Um, Danielson looking like a, a cannibal for me. I like the spot early on where they dragged him on the uh, the railing and then hit him over the head with the garbage can. Um, that was kind of cool. Uh, yeah. And then Claudio doing all the nasty spots to set up uh, – Matt Jackson in the back with taking him out in the truck backs like behind or the parking lot that kind of worked with us not realizing that's why he was getting the exploding shoe set up. Like, so that kind of, that kind of worked for me. Um, but yeah, like I was, it was, like I said, craziness. I have no idea what's going on. I can't follow everything, but I know it's eventually going to get into the match. Once the tax started, <laughs> Holy shit. I hate everything with tax cause it's crazy, but yeah, I, I kind of, I knew it was going to be Takeshita. Like, I've known him with Don Callis, with him working with him for a bit. And someone joked that, like, the funniest thing ever is that Takeshita revealed himself at an angle. And someone's like, the fact that he did it as all heelish and he looked at it as an angle, all anime-like, is just revolutionary for wrestling. Because most people just stare directly at the camera like, eh, it's me. But he did it all cool, like, ugh. He was all like sideways and like, it's me. None, eh? It was so cool. I was like, Takeshita, thank you. So I don't know. We're, so we're going to You see. said you need an explanation here. What, what do we, what do we got to do here? He has no idea who Takeshita is. I think most of the people watching were like, what's Don going Callis? on? Why is Takeshita here? So Don Callis used wow. to be the manager of Kenny Omega and he recently turned on him on an episode of Dynamite. So that was kind of Two going into ago, this thing. What? Yeah. Like, so it's yeah. all like, oh, Don Callis is hopping the fence because the elite is uh, battling the BCC. So they're like, oh, he might join BCC. And by him doing this shows that he's not in league with BCC and actually just trying to push Takeshita, which, as Mr. Rizzo mentioned, that, you know, it was known that Don Callis is kind of rubbing elbows with him. That's outside the ring shit, though. That's like, you know, social media or whatnot. We probably have more to add to this that already happened, recorded today on an episode of Dynamite. They were going to have ten, uh, Don Callis and Takeshita on the show. I'm going to watch it after we record. Um, and we're going to find out any more reasoning because Callis didn't really give us a reason why he turned on Kenny a couple weeks ago. Because still has. We're no. saying Don Callis is the manager for Kenny. We're talking about him saying that he's known him since he was like 13 years old. And he's been like, I did this thing for him to get the New Japan. He was the Honestly, greatest think because of it like of a me. Paul Heyman Roman exactly. situation. Think of it as a All Paul right. Heyman and then All just right. completely just. So it's shocking. But when he did it, we didn't really get an answer. He just said, he did something to me. And this is what, like, so we really he don't got, know. And then Takesha did this. And now hopefully we'll get more answer. Hopefully we're going to get some more to it. 
Yes, that is bringing up more questions and answers. The main takeaway is is the rivalry between Takeshi and Omega, not BCC and the Elite. So the storyline is like you know the the how Don Callis and Omega are kind of feuding, I guess. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, overall, show real quick with yourself with AEW not watching anything. What'd you think of the uh, of the PPV? Oh, so again, I, I did like that there were a little bit of like a smaller group of people or like smaller guys that were on there. Um, the the four pillars match, I think, was actually still one of my like overall favorite, just as far as the whole pay per view goes, because it was the one where I didn't know anybody and I got to watch all these like different people that I had no investment in prior. Um, so like that part was pretty cool. Uh, I thought that actually like it was very fast paced. Um, I just. I don't know. I was missing a lot, and I would if I had one suggestion for AEW, I would almost say, don't go back to Vegas. I don't know if that's like a mainstay for them, but that that, that just that's is me and my own personal opinion. It's a yearly um, show. See, Vegas, uh, just they talk about it in a lot of different sports. It's a tourist town. It's not really a homegrown fan town where people like grow up and like you have it's like the Chicago crowd that you're going to get for AEW is going to be awesome compared to the Vegas crowd. And I just, I don't know. I, I thought, I thought it really, really hurt the pay-per-view. I would have loved to see that crowd. That's kind of where better. they, they have backstory there. That's where they started and they do it yearly as like, I don't know if that would be considered their mania. No full gear. It's full gear. First of all, pump the brakes. And, and Maddie K just reminded me that CM Punk's coming back. God damn it. <laughs> yeah. Enjoy that. Oh, Where's collision happening? Chicago Listen, I've never watched AEW and I knew that was coming. Just just if I want to talk about the pay-per-view real quick. Yeah. I, I like the pay-per-view. Yeah. I liked it the best out of the three that I watched over the weekend. There was some good but Honestly, I thought it was my least favorite AEW pay-per-view that I have watched. Not that I, I didn't agree. like the show. Not that I didn't like no, everything. Least, but it, it was kind of funny that we finally got Maddie K in. We finally got him watching some AE dubs. And it's the least doubt it's like the least impressed up with the product that I have been like ever. But the I'll one you, go ahead. Yeah, I just say the, the probably the thing that I feel like I just I missed the most are um the I didn't get to see Omega wrestle because I didn't. There, there was no wrestling in his match, and yeah, I've heard that he's a, I, the product. I've heard, I've heard <laughs> he's a great wrestler, so I was looking forward to that, and I was a little disappointed there. And then, kind of the same exact thing with I'm not what is his name, Daniel Bryan Danielson, Brian Danielson, Brian Danielson. Yeah, whatever he is now, he. Uh, I I loved watching him wrestle. So to not again, same kind of thing to not watch him really wrestle. Almost was a little disappointing. Not Cesaro, though. <laughs> hey, he did the spin, and that's all I wanted the spin to see. Oh, he yeah. He threw, we wouldn't give he me. threw one of the Jacksons into the garbage can outside yeah. in the concourse, so that was yeah. really cool. That was really awesome. There was one My thing thought, I was going to say about the show, and now I, I forgot. Go ahead, TV. Well, I'll say, AEW, I think my problem, less matches, please. Oh, yeah, that. exactly. That's what I was going to say. It was a lot of wrestling, and I was tapped out after the Fatal 4. I was like, I, this match is going to be good, but I, like, can I, I'll rewatch it maybe later. I'm like, I'm already invested. All right, I guess. We have flipped. I'm not sure how long ago it was. Was it more than a year and a half or two years ago where we would watch an AEW pay-per-view and like either the next day or the same thing, it was WWE and go, WWE is really long yeah. and there's just so much going on. And then That's AEWs are kind of like, perfect. This is great. We've completely flipped. Not that the, the, the AEWs are too long and that I can't get through them. 
They were the list one was they just have too hours. many matches. This was four hours, which I don't think is too bad for a pay per view. Four is probably the most that I think you would go, but ideally three is perfect. Three is the best, and the the show that we watched on uh, Saturday afternoon was three hours long, and that's the same out. That's the same episode as Raw, and Raw has all the TV breaks and all of the advertising, and that's why we hate it. If they're just going to give us wrestling for three hours, we would like the product better. But that's just that's what those shows are now. They sell. That's how they make their money. I can't hate on them for it. That's how it is. But I can't. Hey, I can't say which product did. I liked better. Honestly, like I said, it was a it was a good weekend of wrestling. It, as as bad as this AEW pay per view was, it, it you know I, I enjoyed. There was enough enough in there that I think if you trim out the fat, you could have a three hour pay per view of those matches and be like that. What that's the pay per view right there. Speaking of trimming out the fat, yeah, go ahead. I would say, speaking of trimming out the fat, we'll see how much we can actually cut on some of this because we went super long today, fellas, which was awesome because there was so much wrestling to talk about, and I was so happy to do it. Matches. It was it was good conversation though, boys. I have to say, like, thank thank you for having me on. This was this was so much fun. Uh, I I love I love just talking 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 ring with you, boys. Talking wrestling. Yes, it was really real wrestling. Well, thank uh, you for coming along on this journey with us, Maddie K. We got uh, one more thing to do before we leave, don't we, TVZ? Oh, is it time for our toe? Excellent, excellent, uh, Maddie K. It's our tope suicida moment of the week. So I'm going to throw it to you first, and then you can think about it. just something that you're looking forward to. So you want to shout out to us to check out, maybe that's already happened that we're going to look forward to in the next couple of weeks. Just something that. So, what about you, TVZ? What do you got? What do you got? Um, you know, actually, I was trying to catch up on Raw, and I didn't get through it all. But there was a thing that I like. I mean, I gotta obviously know how this tur- uh, this match turned out. But I'm gonna say the Alpha Academy is my tope. Be on the lookout for them. I saw him interrupt Gunther during their promo with KO and Sammy, and I was like, "Ooh, <laughs> did you see who is now with Chad Gable?" And Otis. Maxine. Maxine Dupree is yep. dressed like I did the see Alpha their entrance. Academy. So, Who won that match is the uh, question. I don't think I don't remember. Not, not Alpha. I don't Damn, know. all right. But it was give, fun to give, see get some of them right. together. Um but yeah, not no more maximum male models, I guess. Just we're gonna see some of the uh those three together. But yeah, I'm looking forward to that. That'll be fun. That's my tope. Um, let's see. I, I just would just keep saying AEW because I just like everything on the show. But I'm going to tell people Dynamite to watch this Bluey. week, he says. So I'm going to tell what? people to watch Bluey. I don't <laughs> care. Wrestling. I don't care. It's a, there might be something wrestling related in there somewhere, but Bluey is just too cool. Maddie I got K. a new Bluey outfit that makes me look like one of the Young Bucks, and I'm going to put it out in the socials and say it's got to be done. But yeah, watch the wrestling Bluey, fellas. Maddie K, put you on the spot. What are you looking forward to in wrestling now? All right, I'm watching uh, wrestling. You're up to date. I mentioned it a little bit earlier. I'm. Uh, I feel like this was the start of the uh, Bianca heel turn. I'm really looking forward to that because I I enjoyed Bianca as a heel in NXT. Uh, so I, I think it'll be a great great chance for her to, to do some cool things. Um, I really want to see where they go with the the bloodline with with everything there. Just now that the crumbling's starting to happen, who's going to actually beat? Roman, um, I want to have Rikishi show up at some point and just 
try to defend his kids and just be like, uh, and when he like betrays Roman, I want him to stand there and go, I did it for the rock. (laughs) Uh, And then, and then I think my number one thing is, and I actually was kind of mad it didn't happen on raw, but I'm excited to see the workhorse champion be the workhorse champion. Let's start to see, like I'm disappointed Uh, by the tag match. I want to see, I want to see wrath of Seth as a champion, do some championship things. Well, I guess just to, I was joking before about the bluey, and I want to say last, uh, look out for Grayson Waller. I, I just Ooh, totally I forgot about him. Grayson Waller. Uh, Grayson Waller's my my uh, yeah. Let's just yeah, I hope I hope he shines on SmackDown. I'm looking forward to, to the, seeing him on, on him Smackdown. him versus him versus Styles is set up now. I feel like he's gonna talk. Yeah. Talk no, Carrying Cross is challenging AJ Styles. Carrying yeah. when's the last time Carrying Cross won a match? Uh, against Drew McIntyre. Who? Who? The workhorse of SmackDown. You mean the future AEW uh, wrestler? Oh, is he not? Uh, is he I don't know. I can't see him not going to be at Money in the Bank, right? Right? No? Yes? Uh, no? Listen, all right, right, all right. Enough work. of this nation. Get out of here. Get out of here. Take take a look at uh check us out on all the socials at Wrestling Honks. Check us out on YouTube. Honk if you love wrestling on TikTok, Flim Flam, Hurdy Gurdy. Uh, yeah, Flim Flam. The honk if you love wrestling. Oh, and Blue Sky. Blue Sky. Don't forget Blue Sky. Blue was sky I correct? Did I get it right? Was it Blue? I was correct, right? Or no, I said Sky Blue. It, it doesn't matter. Neither one of us, either none of us have invites to the damn social media account anyway. So that's why we were shouting it out. Hopefully we can get lucky. Send it to us at, at Wrestling Hawks, which would be funny because that's Twitter. I don't think you can. And or email us at honk if you love wrestling at gmail.com. Thank you for coming along, and as always, honk! 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 Because I lost my chickens. <laughs>